Hello, and welcome to episode 165 of the Gaming Fix podcast on March 27th, 2021. I'm your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite depiction of the Joker. Oh. I'm joined today by Pat. With definitely Heath Ledger, even though um, Jack Nicholson is also very good. And as is Mark Hamill. Well, fuck right. Alex. That's all the ones I know. <laughs> not not like a Caesar. Was it Caesar? Uh, yeah, I yeah. Say Ramon. Yeah, Mono, no, that's not something. right. Romero. Romero. Yeah. Caesar Romero. Yeah, Caesar, is, yeah. is the Joker in the uh-huh. Adam West series, and I mean Jared Leto is the current Joker. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, Troy Baker. He's probably played the Joker at some point. He's, I don't know. Let's see if Mark Troy Hamill's Baker been the Joker in all those games. He's Mark Hamill no, has said that was, he's retired from being the yes, Joker. He, I think so, in 2013, Troy Baker did recite the Joker's monologue from The Killing Joke. There you go. <laughs> there we go. I, that's, that's amazing. That you're that just like Troy Baker. Troy, Troy Baker's probably been the Joker. And- oh, no. Uh, from Troy Baker's Batman.fandom.com page, Troy Baker is one of the few people to play both Batman and the Joker. Oh, there you go. Boom. Mm. Got him. <laughs> uh, all right. Allison. Oh, hi. I was like, are you going to introduce me or what? Um, no. I guess... I guess I, I, I have... Batman is one of those like very specific... Um, kind of cultural things that I don't know as much about as I wish I would have. But who was Joker in the Lego Batman movie? Oh, I don't know. Oh, that was, what's his name from Arrested Development? Um, and, Bojack no. Horse, and Bojack. Will Arnett is Batman, uh, oh, not, not oh, the Joker. Sorry. Oh, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Okay. The Lego Lego Batman movie fucking rips. I didn't know that. That's great. I haven't (laughs) seen that, but that's wow. But the Lego Batman movie is super good. I, I, there's very specific jokes in it that just like will pop up in my head. And, uh, yeah, just, I I need to go rewatch that movie because that movie is very good. While um, f- f- fuck him for for reasons, but Ralph Fenns is really good casting for Alfred. In in in, the, in, 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 the, Lego. in, in, in the Lego Batman movie, yeah. Uh, the, the thing is, he's Alfred he's a really it. good actor. Yes, <laughs> he is. <laughs> and he's very good at what he does, and so I'm like, I t- like see him like be like. A transphobe? Like, sucks. Yeah. No, it sucks because I'm like, because he's like one of those people where you're like, oh, you're really good at pretty much everything you you do, and uh, it's it sucks that you're shit. Yeah, because transphobes are are shit. Yeah, sucks to suck. Oh, apparently gonna... he was in the Doolittle movie, so he's already been like, <laughs> you know, he he, he he's already he's gotten punished. what he deserves. But he's been punished. <laughs> Doesn't Robert Downey Jr. shove his arm up like a dragon's ass in that movie or something? Yes. yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sounds like the kind of movie we should be talking about on the I thought podcast. we were still talking about the Lego Batman movie for a second, and I was like, and then I reset and was like, okay, okay, we're not talking about Lego Batman anymore. <laughs> I like the film The Grand Budapest Hotel a lot, despite some of its problematic elements. 
Oh, like he's in one of the best. Uh, he's in one of my favorite movie scenes of the past, like decade, in uh, Hail Caesar. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. That's a, also a movie that I like a lot. Yeah, um, and the uh, and the scene of him doing uh, like dialect coaching with Alden Ehrenreich mm-hmm. was is like mm-hmm. flawless. Yes, flawless. Anyway. So, anyways, Ralph Fiennes, but Ray Fiennes learned learn not to be a transphobe. Yeah. Challenge. Please. Yeah. Challenge. Can we start that as like a challenge for celebrities? Like, don't be a cele- uh, transphobe challenge. And then it I'm, goes suddenly like viral and people aren't transphobes anymore. And we solved transphobia as a bunch of cis people. I am. <laughs> I am uh, laying down the gauntlet for my all celebrities. Don't be transphobes challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just like the ice bucket challenge, you have to go exactly. on TikTok, not be transphobic, and then challenge someone else to not be transphobic on TikTok. Well, yeah, yes, exactly. It's like it goes viral, and everybody, it's like you have to participate in it, otherwise, you look bad. So, it's like, oh, if, if you if you don't participate, you are a transphobe, maybe, and yeah. so you're like. And so all these transphobic celebrities are like, maybe I should stop being transphobic because it's a bad look. It's like they need to read the air. Three. <laughs> that is the best this is a, this is a Japanese joke because one of Allison's games, oh. Kuki that, yeah. the Japanese is like it's for, read, like, like read, read the, the atmosphere. Like it's yeah. Like can you read the atmosphere? But it's translated into English as considerate because that's like a it's like a pun. Anyways, Kooky Yummy Three is out, and uh, this game consider continues to be fucking weird and great. Uh, basically, if you've liked the other Kooky Yummy games, uh, this is probably up there as one of the best ones because there are multiple things that like straight up made me laugh out loud with Kooky Yobi 3, which, I mean, like, there's other ones where it's pretty funny uh, in the first two, but this, like, I straight up just was, like, laughing because there were a couple of gags that they threw in there that I thought were just really good, and a couple of really meta gags, too, where you have to, like, like, there's one where it's like, hey, uh, referencing that this is the third one and that this is, uh, an established series at this point so for example okay so if you haven't heard the earlier episodes where i've talked about the kukiyomi series this is basically like warioware but social situations and you don't really get a lot of feedback so you're just sitting there going like wait a minute did i do the wrong thing did i do the wrong thing um so one of the situations that came up was one of uh, was Somebody asks you for tea, and you go, okay. And so you fill up a tea cup, but you have to decide how much you fill up and make sure that you fill it up with the tea. Next, Later on, there's like somebody who's like, can you give me some tea, please? And you're like, okay. And of all the like different dispel- like things that you can dispense liquid from, none of them are tea. And you have to think, would it be better if I gave them milk? Would it be better mm. if I gave them water? Would it be better if I gave them nothing at all? Uh, what do I do? What, what, and then the and then it ends and it's like next situation and you're like what the fuck tell me what I should have done so it's like it kind of has that feeling of living in social situations where you're like I don't know what I'm doing right now 
and it's not going to make you feel better about them. It's just going to go from one social situation to another. But then some of them will be completely absurd and nonsensical as well. And it's it just continues to be really great. It's they're it's like five dollars on Switch. I think previously they've been uh, f- free on mobile. So it's just like weird uh uh wario aware that is about social situations and this one made me laugh so they uh, uh yeah they, they list the genres in the eShop as other practical communication and party uh yeah i don't fucking know you like, can play with up to two players Sounds yeah like party and to me. It, yeah and I, I actually would really like to play it with another person at some point um, because, uh, then you, that means you because, could be in the same room with another person. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'll, yeah. I'll ultimately. Yes. But then also like consider it together. Like they have separate, uh, situations where it's like one yeah. person's doing this, one person's doing that. And it kind of tests your, uh, like how considerate you are to each other and how kind of, uh, cooperative you are in things whereas at the end of this it shows you uh, like at the end of your 100 questions of considerate it like shows you like here's how considerate you are and then at the end of the credits they'll be like maybe it's best not to be so considerate and you're just like what the fuck are you trying to tell me game (laughs) so yeah so i I, it would be really nice to be i it would be nice to play it um like if, if like online multiplayer if that was possible but also like I think this is a pretty small Japanese team, so I get it that they don't necessarily have that, but it's a, yeah, it's a weird, weird game, and there's a couple of times where, like, it's, the game can get very Japanese to the point where I was, I I got to one situation where I was like, is this, like, like a Japanese social thing that I don't know about, and then it ended, I was like, that is definitely a Japanese social thing I do not know about. So it's just, and and it's very specifically tells you, like, some of this is in Japanese. Enjoy Japanese culture. Okay, bye. So, because it just, like, kind of directly translates everything. So it's, which is, ki- which is kind of fun, but. What, what was the situation you're referring to? I don't remember, honestly. Uh, there's just one where I was, like, it's very specifically, I don't know. It felt like it was, like, this. This feels like a Japanese social situation that I just don't know how to deal with. But I really can't remember what it is. Some it might have been maybe. There's a whole in Yakuza. There's a whole like side quest where that you have to like you're quizzed on like the proper business card etiquette for Japan, uh, which is you have to. Don't spoil it. I no, okay, I'm just, just kidding. I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm can, helping you now. This is, you can, don't, this spoil is cultural. This is, I think I already this know is this. Cultural, <laughs> cultural uh, lesson time. You yeah. gotta, you gotta both hands on the on the card. Here, I got, I got on like the corners. A, and, yeah, you gotta like hold it like this with like just like fingers on the corners. Hand it to them, and then you have to receive it the same way. Then you're supposed to like admire it for like you know not too long, but, mm-hmm, like you know give mm-hmm. it a look. Ooh, this is a nice business card. Mm. And then you put it away discreetly somewhere, or you leave it on the table and discreetly put it away somewhere safe, uh, as to not disrespect the business card. Yeah, because you're handing someone your name. Yeah, everyone's just nodding. By the way, <laughs> yeah. So no, I have respect for it. I just I'm not. I'm trying to. <laughs> 
business cards, man. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a couple of times where you're like, I don't know. There's just a couple of times where I was like, I don't know if this is necessarily connecting with me, but in a fun way. And then it also just like, like I said, um, like sometimes gets really weird where it uh, will just be about like a. Not social situations that you'll be into, but, uh, like, you're, oh, you have to put a robot head on the robot instead of on a, on another thing. And you're like, okay. Um. Sure, why not? Sure. Why, yeah, exactly. Why not? Okay, this is like, you're playing an RPG thing, and you're like, all right, sounds good, I guess. It's very, I don't know, it's very, very weird, and I feel like. If uh, social situations, uh, WarioWare appeals to you, then you'll like it. If it doesn't, you won't. It's that's pretty much you know how I feel about Kooky Yummy. Where all three of them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where it's like if 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 that's like it's basically what that says on the tin. Yeah. So, anyways, I still I still like this series a lot, and it was very fun to see a third one pop up. Nice. Only the first one is on iOS, which kind of sucks, from what I can see. Uh, I had to go to the Japanese Play Store to get Kukiyomi 2. Uh. So. I like having a controller with it, so if you have a Fair. if you have a phone controller, then that's good. But if, also, if you don't, then I feel like it makes a little bit more sense on Switch. Force controllers, because it looks like it's played in portrait mode on, on phones. Mm. It's, it's also on Switch, so I imagine it works with controllers. You'd be surprised, as someone with a phone controller, <laughs> the number of games that are on multiple platforms that don't have controller support on phones. Yeah, and they, that game, it's a, it's a few years old, isn't it? Like two years old, three years old? Like, I feel like controller stuff is getting more and more new. But Yeah, and it looks like it's designed specifically for mobile, the mobile version, with, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, touch controls like as like the thing. It's a kind of a different game, control-wise. Yeah. Anyway, I could also just play it on Switch since I'm actually using my Switch right now. So. Yeah, and like I said, it's it's like five dollars, and yeah. it's a decent amount of fun. So I feel like it's it it's one of those things where, yeah, it, you can get the first one free on mobile, but at the same time, I I don't feel like oh I wasted so much yeah. money <laughs> on this because there's a pro version for a dollar, so I would just buy the mm. dollar version anyway. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. Uh, like 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 you said, the genre is other practical communication and party. So, what what more do you need to know? Um, uh, I need to know how Noja ended. Spoil anything for you. I, I need, I need to know like the, the the feeling it elicited. I like literally cried my eyes out Very and. Good. Uh, so as good as Yakuza Six. Yeah, I was gonna say so. Like Yakuza Six. <laughs> I, I, the last game. I was sobbing, <laughs> and uh, and it just makes you feel all the emotions. And I did not expect to feel that way, but I did. Uh, and then, and then you get to the true ending, which is which you get to in a pretty interesting way, and you're just like right straight through the heart. Anyways, and you're Noja, bland. it's really good. We <laughs> give visual novels a bad name. I, I feel like this game is one that uh, 
the less you know about it going in, the better. The things I've heard about it make me feel like I don't want to hear that much else. It's fun. It. It's really fun to discover things. And yeah, it is, is yeah. what I, is what I, is one of the things I like about it and kind of making those discoveries and, and doing that is, is really good. Um, yeah. So I just, I just completely like fell in love with, with it to the point where, uh, don't want to start talking about game of the year. Cause we just did that. But, uh, if this is not my number one game, then something real good is coming out this year. Cause this is like, I, I loved this so much. Um, so if you didn't hear the the episode that where I already talked about this and gushed about it, it's basically visual novel uh, anime Among Us, where it's like you're playing like a like a social deduction game, but it's uh, in, and you're doing loops of the, these various social deduction games to get an overarching story. Um, so uh, I think I ended up doing. Somewhere around like 160 loops uh, to get to the ending. Some of them went really, really fast. And by the and since the dialogue kind of repeats in some of the uh, in some of the sections that are like um, generated procedurally, uh, basically I was like, okay, I know what they're saying here. Time to get to the decision making. Um, so, so some of them didn't take very long to get through, but I, I think that, uh, it's, it's just really fantastic. So I don't know how much I more can say other than just kind of gushing about it and being like, please, please play it because, uh, it's just like such a unique game too. And with a story that like, considering that you're going through these loops and they, and most people don't remember you through the loops, it's just like. I did not expect to be as like enthralled with all the characters and wanting to learn more about them and about this world. And, and yet I, I, it was just really fun to learn more about. So I'm, I, I, I interested to see if the, I don't know if this developer has made any other games, uh, but I, I hope they do because it was, it was really great. And it's, uh, Something where I hope that they, uh, I, I'm really glad it ended up coming over because yeah. this was like a, a a later title for the for the Vita, which we're going to talk about later. The Vita doesn't have much uh, yeah. time left, but it's- but yeah. So um, also uh, the this as I found out and told Alex, this game has like literally four developers who worked on it so i think that's pretty cool it's really cool and it was pretty successful like for a four-person developed game i think so i'm sure yeah for a four-person developed game that was released on the vita like Mm -hmm. i think was it 2019 something like that yeah yeah so it was like released on the vita 2019 four-person team indie visual novel and it did pretty it it had like a real cult uh following to it so all right it's yeah so no it's really good everybody play it i'll be talking about it more uh if anybody wants to do spoiler cast i'm in just uh i just need other people to play i do want to play it at some point i don't know when i'll get to it though no that's totally fair there are too many video games and i say this as some like as uh as i mentioned in our group chat 
there are too many video games, but then I, I say this as I keep buying more video games. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. So, I get oh, that. Yeah. Let's, I'll, I'll check this out. I've got time right now. Do you think you're going to yeah. check out any other social deduction uh, visual novel kind of things? Because there's a bunch of them at this point to, yeah, to dive I, into. I, yeah, I'd love to check out um, more games like this. I, I, I know a lot of people are comparing it to Raging Loop, which I bought, yeah. um, and I'm yeah. interested to play that. So I, I'm going to check that out, and I'm going to see if I can find more games like this, because it, it's, it's, really, it's really fun, and the um, I, I feel like the the, the loops <laughs> of the uh, of like the gameplay loop of of learning more about these characters, so then you can do better at future loops of deducting things, so that you can kind of gain more skills and gain more place ways. Like it's it's very appealing to me. So I'd love to see more games kind of in this vein. So I'm going to definitely check out some more of of these kinds of of these uh types of things and then also um hope for more yeah it's a cool way to tell those kinds of stories and it yeah some do it better than others i think raging loop does it pretty well uh though it is less gameplay y than than no shit yeah all right well alex you're back hi what have you been up to in the last week uh, it's been kind of a busy week, um, in terms of stuff that would be relevant to this podcast. Uh, I was a guest on another podcast, uh, which was bread radio. I'm going to need you to look at your contract. Uh, you have a no compete clause. Uh, I'm going to ask you to leave the podcast. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, I'm going to close this, this call and you still can't be on any other podcasts though. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a moratorium. There's a six month Six month no compete yeah yeah no uh so we had august on the podcast a couple episodes ago and kind of went went over to their side of things to talk about stuff and it was good the august and greg are a good pair of dudes they talk about we talked about usually they're pretty irreverent and silly but we talked a lot about a lot, a lot of serious stuff that episode it was interesting it was cool it was like a lot of uh you know kind of ethicsy kind of stuff and uh, what we think the future of the industry is going to be like kind of stuff coming from a bunch of different angles. Boston Samurai. The Boston Samurais did come up, yes. Uh, what it would be like if we cast Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in the Ghost of Tsushima movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good show. Um, so, Bread Radio episode 31, I want to say. Uh, it was good. Uh, but other than that, I've been playing. They should, make, they should set the Demon Souls movie in Boston. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, they should. I mean, what they should do, it should just be that a Boston a Boston cop gets pulled into Demon Souls. Mark That's Wahlberg. the only way they seem to be able to make any kind of fantasy video game movie is Mark normal Wahlberg person gets sucked as, into the video game world. Wait, is, is, are all video cop. game movies isekai? <laughs> yeah, basically, it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that based Mortal on combat. Yeah, well, Mortal Kombat looks good. Man. That's the difference. <laughs> Man, now that you've said that they're all just isekai movies, you're not wrong. Uh-huh. And then Dang. all the ones that are are terrible. Yeah. But speaking... No, not terrible. Speaking of video games, <laughs> uh, I played one that came out yesterday, which is called Genesis Noir. Um, I don't know if y'all have yeah. been following it at all. Yeah, this looks cool. I want to play this. Yeah, so... Um, it is 
extremely stylish. Like I, I don't know how else to describe it other than extremely stylish. Like it's got a animation style and kind of just vibe that I don't know if I've seen in games before. Like it's just really smooth and um, like the animations are really whimsical in a in a weird way. And it's very, um, I want to say somewhere between ambitious, like with how crazy it gets, and also kind of. Uh, like how would you describe Kentucky route zero? Like the way that it animates and stuff like it's, it's kind of, it's not in Uh, a reality that you can recognize. Yeah. It's, it's very, um, artistic, I guess it's very like, um, that avant garde. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that that that. KRZ is probably, yeah, that's that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, there's more words I can think of, but my brain's not on yet, so that's okay. Um, but basically what's happening is it's a noir, and it's set in what they kind of describe as uh, the birth of the universe, the Big Bang. And uh, the, the story itself is really ambiguous. Like It's not really told with actual dialogue. It's, it's mostly just people kind of... Uh, you know, pantomiming stuff. Yeah. And jazz music. like, like it's all, it's all with this really great jazz soundtrack. So like, uh, there'll be like squealing, uh, saxophones going crazy when stuff is going bad. And then it's like really chill, kind of smooth jazzy stuff when stuff is kind of chill. It's really cool. And, um, it's, it's pretentious, but it's good. Like I, I know like pretentious is often used as like, uh, like something to denigrate something, but this is pretentious in a good way, uh, because it's executing on it really well. And I think it's a really good game. Um, I did have to stop playing it for a little while though, because I encountered like a game breaking bug that really sucked. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, I, I was looking at their, their steam, uh, community tab and like the discussion forums and stuff. And it sounds like, yeah, other people have hit the same bug and they have a patch coming out within the next day or two. That's going to try and address a bunch of bug issues. So it's the kind of game where maybe wait for a week. It is on game pass. Um, so if you have game pass and game pass PC included, uh, then you can play it there with no additional cost. Uh, but yeah, like, but the patch I encountered or sorry, the bug I encountered that they patched or will be patching, was basically this puzzle where you have to connect things to other things. And I finally figured out the logic and was like, okay, made it through like three or four of these and got to the last one and connected things. I was like, yep, this is the solution. All right, connect the last one. And then it's like, oh, no, it didn't solve. I was like, what? But it looks like it solved. And uh, I was like, I did it like three separate times and always came to the same answer. I was like, this, that's weird. Why isn't it solving? So I went and looked online like, at someone's playthrough to see how they solved it. Like just to be like, am I doing something wrong? Did I understand this wrong? And they gave the exact same solution I did. And I was like, well, okay, I guess I got to just go back to the checkpoint and do it again. So I did the checkpoint, which threw me back like 20 minutes before because the checkpoint starts with like the start of that chapter. And this was like relatively near the end and getting back to where I was did not take 20 minutes. It took like 15, but like it sucks because like there's a bunch of basically cutscene kind of stuff that you can't skip. So mm. like you, you, you cannot just move it forward faster. You have to sit through it. So that sucked. Uh, and that kind of killed my momentum. And that's why I stopped playing yesterday. Because I was like, ugh, it's good. Yeah. But that, that kind of sucked the wind out of the sails. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking that would do that for most back. games. 
yeah, like I'm looking forward to getting back to it. I just kind of needed to reset a little bit because it's really good. Yeah. Um, but it just has some little bits that need to be kind of ironed out. And once those are ironed out, it's a very easy recommendation for pretty much everyone here, I would say. Especially you, yeah, I, actually, I would say. I actually bought it on Steam because I didn't realize it was coming to Game Pass, but I don't really regret it. It's like 12 bucks. Oh, same. And yeah, I also got it on uh, Steam. Happy to throw that developer some cash for it, even though I have Game Pass, because it looks really cool. I am yeah, going to give it a little bit of time to, to get so that they can iron that stuff out. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's super I have tons unique. to play anyway. Yeah, very, very unique and just qualitatively really good. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's Genesis Noir out now. Uh, yeah. What else? You, you, uh, you're, you're at the end of Final Fantasy. <laughs> I'm at the no end one's at the, the end of Final Fantasy yet. It's, it's, it's final. It's, it's, it's final. It's over. Yep. It's yep. the end of the fantasy. <laughs> Wait until I tell you about this series. <laughs> well, um, let me t- take a big sip of coffee and read about Final Fantasy. Well, the one actually, game. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm almost near the first credits of Shadowbringers. Because um, all of the the story content in Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, you get to like this first set of credits, which is kind of the base of whatever story you're doing, whatever expansion. And then there's a second set of credits after like they do a bunch of patches. And it's roughly equivalent amount of content. Uh, mm-hmm. So if it takes 40 hours to get to the first credits, it's probably going to take about 40 hours to get to the second one. So uh, it's almost like marking the halfway point of whatever uh, storyline or expansion you're in. Have they finished... Like, Is there any more narrative content that will come out before Endwalker, do you know? Yes, uh, okay, patch cool. five point five is coming out in April. Cool. So uh, I'm pretty sure I'll be there by the time it comes out, which yeah. is going to be perfect timing because I can actually join in the zeitgeist of that conversation. Um, mm-hmm. And yo, when people talk about Shadowbringers having an exceptional story, they were not fucking kidding. It's really good. Um, <laughs> like it's easily one of the best game stories I've seen in a very long time. Like. Were it not for Umineko, I could I could say, yeah, this is probably my favorite game story. But it's currently nestled in pretty solidly at number two because it's really, really smart. And the way they tie it back to some of the previous stuff that you've been through is like the kind of thing where you can tell they've had this stuff planned for like nearly a decade. So it has some like story twists or like plot points that are like a decade in the making and you can tell like it was orchestrated from the start and it's really smart. So yeah. it's 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 truly it's exceptional. It's really good. I th- I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to try to push through this game this year before yeah. Ed Walker comes out so I, I can am- play Ed Walker with everybody else. It's a lot I'm of game. Not, it's a oh lot God, of game. I'm to not get into I'm not I don't like playing MMOs but you're trying like I'm vaguely getting convinced so, now. There's, there's nothing to stop you from trying it. It's it's basically it. a single player <laughs> it's, game. It's it's yeah, you don't have to play it as an MMO. The only you have to do dungeons at certain points, but one I'm happy to come and help anytime you have to do dungeons and two like I did a dungeon, my first dungeon in my current playthrough um the other night and people I was tanking and like I forgot to put my tank stance on and someone was like Hey Tank, you should put your defiance on just FYI. Like people are super friendly. The community in this game is like the nicest MMO community Which I've is ever seen. Wild. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is well, I think it's because it's so narrative driven. Like 
I think um, I think World of Warcraft is really cool. My partner plays it uh, a lot um, and has is in like a pretty um, significant raiding guild and an officer in it on uh, server and stuff. But when I so through osmosis, I've gathered a lot more about WoW, and they couldn't be more different games because like WoW mm-hmm. is so much about like getting to end game. And then like you just level boost at this point. You don't even play through any content. You when when she makes a character, she gets it boosted to the to max level and then it's just for raiding. Whereas with Final Fantasy, there are raids for sure, but it is such a narrative driven game, which I think leads to the people who want to play it being there for the same reasons that like you and I usually play video games, which is to experience like a really cool world and story rather than to compete and i play games to compete too but not usually these kinds of games um yeah versus the mentality of a lot of mmos where it's very competitive so um yeah i I would just yeah i would just want the story so and and the way the (laughs) the way that the instance content works especially if you pick like a dps class that doesn't have to do healing or tanking um you can just it's all party finder. Like you don't have to talk to anyone if you don't want to. Um, yep. y- y- it's, it's, it's just like you hit like, okay, find me a group. And then it cues you for a group and then you're in and the other people that you're playing with, like you can kind of ignore talking to them uh, if you don't want to. Um, but yeah, uh, you should definitely try it because it's really more of a JRPG than it is a, a world of Warcraft scenario. Um, it, yeah. it, it's so much of it is like dialogue and stuff. Yeah, and the gameplay does get really engaging, especially where I'm at right now. Like the uh, dungeon and raid and like just boss design is really good. Like it has yeah. you constantly moving, and it's always introducing new mechanics and stuff like that. So it's yeah, it's really cool. And it, it's it's stunning how well it plays on a controller. I ended up oh, yeah. plugging my wireless keyboard in so I can chat with people. But even though I have it on PC, I'm primarily playing on the couch because I can sit with dog on the couch and play it with a controller and it's really comfortable. Um, and uh, the other thing that I wanted to say quickly about it, and then I'll shut up about it. But the re- one of the reasons I think you would like it, Allison, is that it does a thing for me that an MMO hasn't really achieved since like city of heroes. And I think it does it better than city of heroes, uh-huh. which is, it's also just a place that I kind of want to hang out. Mm-hmm. Like what mm-hmm. I get from it is the sort of thing that I think a lot of people get from animal crossing um, where I just kind of like, sometimes I'm just like, I just want to listen to a podcast and like sit in the middle of town and like just craft some hammers or something and totally. level up a crafting skill because it's just the music and the visuals and like seeing people running around is really like just pleasant. I think especially in a time when we're still stuck at home, hopefully not for too much longer, but we'll see. Um, it's yeah. nice to just like feel like you're kind of like hanging out in a space with other people without there being a bunch of like horrible bigotry in the zone chat all the time. Like you get in a lot of MMOs. Um, and so I don't know, it's, it's, I think it, it achieves that. I'm not even necessarily doing like dailies or anything at this point. Those exist, but mm-hmm. um, they do. I'm just kind of like going, logging into hang out sometimes. And that's, that's very fun. Yeah. And like you can purely, go through the story just linearly basically with almost no blockers like there's going to be like one or two where it's like oh you have to kind of get your job class or whatever uh, up to a certain level 
in order to progress past this point, or like you might have to do the side quest series uh, for a little while. And we'll say, okay, once you finish this amount of the side quest, you can continue the main quest. But yeah, like you can basically go through it linearly with no blockers and no grinding or anything, and it's good. Yeah. But like like Pat, you were saying, if you want to just put on a podcast and do something else, like they have the different levels of quests. There's the main gold fiery style uh, um, logoed story quests. That that's how you progress the story. But then there's like the blue ones, and you do one of the blue quests, and that's just like a side story. That's you know because it has the blue logo, it's going to unlock something. Be that yep. like uh, a companion class. or a mount or a class or uh, sometimes just like entirely new systems. Like if you want the chocobo that follows you around and will join you in battles and heal you, you can do a little side quest and that that'll unlock it for you. Like there's there's so much stuff you can do if you want some of that kind of uh, less less story driven content. So you just need a brain break and put on a podcast and do something else. So yep. yeah, it's, I, it's really good. I went in this time going like, I'm just going to play the story. And then within two days was like, well, now I'm on a, on a boat on a fishing voyage, uh, <laughs> which is not related to the story at all, but I'm catching fish. God damn it. I want to play this game. It's now. good. It's free. It, it's, it's, you yeah. can play all the way up to level 60 in the critically acclaimed heavens word in the free trial. <laughs> It's over a hundred hours of gameplay. <laughs> God damn it! I still love that they lean so hard into that meme. Uh, Anyways, yeah, it's yeah, good. You should do it. Shout Everybody out. should do it. Play on Ultros. Tweet uh, at us. Three, three of the four of us are on the Final Fantasy train right now. So yeah. I think you've, you've, you're, you've got to do it, Allison. You've I think I do. Okay. Shut this weekend I'm going to try to play it. Uh, <laughs> this weekend I'm going to do it. So uh, next week... <laughs> Check back in to see where I've gone with Final yeah, Fantasy And they've made there's an Ultros right now, too. So Probably, you can get on yeah. the best server. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> best uh, best NA server. Fine. Let's put it that way. It's fine. Carbuncle's still cool. You can join the Giant Bomb Guild. Um, oh, there is one? They're cool. a friendly group. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're nice. a friendly group. The, the Grand Company that. or whatever. Free yeah. Company, I think. is Free Company. Free company yeah. yeah. I have one of my closest friends plays and has a Free Company but I think there's only like four people in it that actually play the mm. game currently. So I might look for they, a larger they, one because I want to try some raids if I'm playing this got game a, anyway. They've got a big house. Uh, yeah, it's, you can go to the house. You can get a house. There's player housing. You get a little yep. in room. Yeah. So there's, you can make an Animal Crossing Final Fantasy, basically. Yeah. But you can oh. do gardening there. Like, yeah. Oh. You can. Yeah. Well, God damn uh, it. You can garden. You can fish. It has such unique like craft gathering and crafting mechanics, too. It's so cool. Anyway. Well, Pat, when you're not gathering or crafting in Final Fantasy, <laughs> what are, what are you doing these days? Are, um, you, are you gathering and crafting in other games as well? Yeah. Uh, so I purchased Monster Hunter Rise. I'm not doing it. I'm Kuchikawa. not doing it. No, Rise Kujikawa reset. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I per- I picked up Monster Hunter Rise. I had been like very on the fence about it. Um. And I was telling myself I should just go back and play World, but then I was reading some of the reviews for Rise, and they were very positive, so I decided to pick it up because um, even though I was wary of it being on Switch because I'm notoriously like kind of a snob about performance stuff, which doesn't translate well to a lot of Switch games, but I did end up picking it up. I've played, I think, like two or three hours last night. I played all of the level one quests, all the one star quests and, uh, did the first like, um, uh, urgent quest, 
where you have to fight a larger monster and unlock the two stars. And that game is really good. It is like it actually runs really well on Switch. That's not been an issue at all in the full game. Um, it stayed locked at 30 frames per second, which was my biggest concern. And it does so many things. It addresses like all of the issues that I had with Monster Hunter World. Um, it is obviously not as like pretty a game as Monster Hunter World from a technical perspective, but it has an aesthetic to it that's like feudal Japan, like lots of um, really cool armor designs and building designs and stuff. And Monster Hunter World to me always felt kind of like, okay, this is very aesthetically pretty, but it doesn't feel like it has the kind of character that past Monster Hunter games have had to me. And I think Rise is like full tilt the other way where it's just full of character. Um, Mm. The music is incredibly good. Uh, Like Final Fantasy 14 also has incredible music. So it's just been like these two games this week have been like, there's always really amazing orchestral music coming from the soundbar whenever I'm playing games. Um, lots of the music in Monster Hunter Rise also has lyrics, which is kind of cool. Uh, they're like, there's, so there's Ooh. like vocals. Are they in um, Monster Hunter language? I'm not sure, to be honest with you, because Monster Hunter language uh, sounds fairly similar to Japanese to, an un, to someone who doesn't speak Japanese. Um, it, it's clearly distinct, obviously. I'm, I'm not saying it sounds the same, but I'm playing with the Monster Hunter language for the dialogue because it's fun but it definitely sounds closer to like the accents and stuff are, are more like Japanese and um, it sounds closer to that than to English. And mm-hmm. the thing that, that differentiates it is there's not a lot of long words in monster hunter language. A lot of the words are shorter. That's where you can clearly tell the difference between it and Japanese, even though some of the sounds are similar. So with the music, I can't tell cause it's singing. So it's drawn out words anyway. So it's hard to tell if it's Japanese or Monster Hunter language. Either way, it's very Fair good. Cool. Um, really, really pretty vocals. Um, and then they kind of just like trim out a lot of the stuff in world that is very cool for the first four or five hours. And then I don't know about anybody else, but I got very tired of like, I got to run all over this, this town um, kind of stuff. Mm. And it in rise, like you, <laughs> everything you do is in like a, you can see everything on the screen at once that you do in the village. The village is very small and you can very easily bounce around. It's almost, it could almost be like a menu. Um, and, uh, That's it how works the, at least four ultimate yeah. was, and it's clearly taking inspiration from that, from that track, mm-hmm. the, the sort of, uh, handheld track of, of monster hunter games. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the weapons are similar. I'm not enough. I know the, the, uh, Hunting horn got a huge upgrade. I guess it's like very different now. Um, but I'm playing with a long blade because unlike other monster hunter games where they're like, go and try out all the weapons. You can do that, but I, they start you with a long blade. So I was kind of like, Oh, eh, hmm. okay. You get everything in your box, but in the tutorial, they're like, yeah, you should equip this long blade. I got you. Uh, that's interesting. Cause yeah. like in, like world they're just like which weapon do you want you can choose any of them yeah yeah you can still stop and do that in this game with no mm-hmm. problems yeah but uh since they started you with the long blade i was like i'll play with the long blade for a little bit i have no idea what i want to devote time mm-hmm. to i tried a great sword hunt last night i'm just i crafted a lance 
right mm. before I stopped playing. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it it's it in combat, it's very much a Monster Hunter game. But the other huge additions to this are you have a dog companion called a Palamute, which are very cute, yeah. and you can ride you them, can ride which em. is really cool. Oh, that's um, cute. It's also means that the maps are like very approachable even though they're pretty big um they you you can move across them very fast which feels really nice and you can do everything on the back you can sharpen your weapon while you're riding it you can you can drink potions and eat food and stuff and then the other thing that is awesome is the wire bug um these things are like yeah it's kind of like hook shot zipline things they you can you can you can just shoot them into the air and and stuff, or you can attach them to surfaces, and you can use them to like climb up on top of parts of the map that in a Monster Hunter game you normally would not be able to climb on. So you can get these cool views of of like the land, and then also in combat they allow you to zip around really fast, and you can do special attacks with them, um, which kind traps. of expands your arsenal. I haven't gotten to the point where you can use them as traps, but um, yeah. you, you, they're there's each weapon does unique stuff with them. Um, mm-hmm. And they're cool. You get two of them and then you can pick up more in the environment temporarily. And then they refill. They're like, they, they have cooldowns for you can dash with them again. Um, and then the, the other kind of cool thing is around the map. There are these places where you can place um, I forgot what they call them, like specific kinds of wire bugs that you get as rewards for quests. And they unlock like basically shortcuts. They unlock like they, they'll shoot you in the air in a direction. So there's a little bit of like exploring and expanding on the map to 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 make it more um, navigable as well. And so that kind of increased mobility is probably the biggest game changer for the game. It makes it feel a little bit more fast paced not quite a character action game but but closer to that than previous monster hunter games um and then the other thing that aside from all of that other stuff the other thing that i kind of like is they make it feel less shitty to fight the monsters (laughs) like in monster hunter world it felt like we are setting out manifest destiny we're colonizing a new land and Mm -hmm. you know what's in this new land monsters and we're gonna fuck them up because we can make cool ass swords if we do that and that's and cr- was- that the way that you say that that really really felt like that like the initial narration of that game where they're like very <laughs> yeah. much like manifest <laughs> destiny and you're like it's not exaggeration like i was and like there are indigenous yeah. people there <laughs> like there are people that live there tribes of people um and that always felt really awkward to me in that game specifically for some reason and i know that there's a whole story with like the corruption and and stuff and nergante but um it was all when i would kill something when i would like hunt something beat the shit out of it and then in high fidelity it would limp back to its its like home and lay down in its in its bed that it made for itself and it's like okay well now i'm gonna finish you off was like it always made me feel kind of bad playing that game this game doesn't have the same fidelity of the monster designs um, and like the animations and stuff. And then also there isn't the same, like you're in its lair situation. They will run away from you after a time, but it's more like you'll find them just like somewhere else on the map, not going to their specific home. So I don't know. That doesn't bother everybody. It bothered me a lot with world. Um, 
it's this game doesn't really do that it trigger that as much for me and it feels a little bit more like the way they frame the story in this game is that the people of this village are on the defensive because monsters are going to start this thing called the rampage which i guess is also a gameplay mechanic i haven't seen yet um mm-hmm. where they're going to start like attacking the town so so far the hunts that i have done have been things like hey we live here already we're indigenous to this area we need supplies from the monsters or hey this monster is blocking our trade route that we've been using for a long time and it feels a little less bad because it's like we're just trying to like get by and live here in this place that we've always lived um which is to me a little better framing narratively yeah. for me to it's appreciate it's an established an established yeah. colony or whatever you want to call it but yeah yeah um or or not even really a colony cuz it's people that have lived there forever um sure. at this point uh and uh yeah i don't know it's really good i've seen people talk about how it's like the best switch game since breath of the wild and um Hmm. i can see why they would feel that way because it is certainly engaging me more than most of them that i have played um and uh it is very much a monster hunter game i think you have to be prepared for monster hunter i think it'll be interesting to see i have already heard some people talking about how like Oh, no, nah, I'm not talking about <laughs> about you, Andre, at all, because I know you know what Monster Hunter games are about. But there's a lot of people, I think, that got on the train with World. And I've heard of a few people already that are like, ah, I'm going to wait for World 2. And it's kind of like, maybe what you really liked was Monster Hunter World, which is kind of distinct from these other games. So I think it'll be interesting to see how that hits for people. Yeah, like my thing is just, I... I'd rather play at like high frame rate and the the big thing is like vari- monster variety um whereas like this I can't remember the exact number it's but like it 31, has I think something like that like I think 44 total but that includes like the small monsters um and like that's f- less than was in world and one of the main things that bummed me out about world was that it had less than like the 3ds games like the 3ds games by the time they were done were like over 100 like large monsters and like that includes variants and stuff but it just f- like because there were fewer it felt like more repetitive uh so that's where i'm like eh, i don't like i don't need to do like the repetitive thing from what I have heard, part of the reason that this has fewer monsters is because they are more unique from monster to monster, but sure, it also, maybe. from a volume perspective, what I will say is as the, as someone who is generally, um, you know, sorry, Allison, generally kind of a switch detractor, <laughs> not, not, on, not to anybody else. I don't, I'm not on, I'm not out to convince anybody of anything, but someone who usually does not enjoy playing on the switch this game feels like it was made per- specifically for the Switch for a reason. Yeah. Um, I have no doubt that the PC version will come out and it'll probably be really good and it'll have great frame rate and stuff. But I, after playing this game for a couple hours, I was like, oh, I get it. I think I would prefer to play this here than on a PC because mm-hmm. it very much is the kind of game that is designed for playing on a couch or playing in handheld mode. And um, it feels like very appropriate to do that whereas if i was playing it on pc i would probably be like well, why wouldn't i just wait for world 2 on pc yeah mm. 
Like, why would I play this game on PC at all? It's actually surprising to me that they're even bringing it over because it, it very much well, feels like it was purpose that, made for. Was that they, have they announced it, or was that in yeah. the? Was that like a schedule? They confirmed thing? the leak. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. it's definitely confirmed for PC. Yep. Um, yeah, and it'll be out early 2022. But I would say if you're interested in this game and you have a Switch, I wouldn't necessarily say you need to wait for the PC version. I mean, as someone again who is a pretty big performance snob, this game is fine i'm not having any issues with it from a performance perspective uh it runs at locked 30 frames a second and um after playing for like 10 minutes i get into the like okay this is playing games at 30 frames per second um yeah so so it feels as good as like bloodborne or i mean like yeah i'm I'm playing did i'm well i mean bloodborne is 30 frames per second locked so yeah yeah uh, that's that's, i'm playing it right now so it's like you know i can deal with 30 frames per second but it's mostly just like switch controller and all that stuff it's fine on a pro controller to me but yeah i have a question um I do not like Monster Hunter. I have tried so many times. World was my last attempt, where I probably gave it about 10 hours and then just completely fell off. Um, And I think I finally figured out what about Monster Hunter it was that really just pushed me away from it. And it's A, I don't care about loot. I don't care about crafting. I don't care about, uh, you know, killing this monster 20 times to have enough materials to build this next best armor and then continue further. Like, I don't care about that stuff. Like, it's, it's not a drive for me. Um, and I, I personally found the old, at least those Monster Hunter games I played, like uh, World and Try and stuff like that, to be just really grindy. Uh, does the story in this actually give you some direction? Like, does it Absolutely seem like not. it's no, 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 no? Oh, it is great. not a story driven okay. game at all. It okay, is not for you. Then I'm, pro- I'm probably not going to play it. <laughs> it is aggressively not for you, which is like, and and the 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 push away from story <laughs> is part of what I like about it because mm. um, Monster Hunter World story is not particularly good in my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, it's fine. It's not offensive aside from having some like weird (laughs) colonialist stuff in there. But, um, no, this game, they open up with like the rampage is coming and we need to defend against the monsters. And then it's like, all right, you're a monster hunter. Now go out there and go and hunt the monsters, your shit better (laughs) so that when the rampage happens, you can fight them. The characters are very charming. Like the, the, there's, there definitely are characters around town that you like get to know and that are cool, but it's not a narrative game at all. Uh, I would say that you probably wouldn't like it because it is all about the like kind of grinding to get more stuff. But beyond that, it is, you almost might like the, the fact that there is no narrative because it's better than there being a narrative that gets in the way of the gameplay. Bad narrative. <laughs> and, and I don't necessarily think that World's narrative was bad, but it definitely it was felt like simple. It was simple and it felt like it got in the way to me of actually just like going out and playing the game. Whereas this game is like, no, no, you spend like the tutorial takes like about an hour. It's not a particularly great tutorial for people, I think, who are brand new to Monster Hunter, but it'll get you by. It's fine. I wouldn't say avoid this if you haven't played it. Um, These are definitely a series where you need to go online and look stuff up. I hear yeah. they've like streamlined some stuff in this version, like cooking and stuff, and they've kind of added stuff like oh, like uh, okay. around the periphery. But is, I don't is know is if mouse, I is muscular chef there. No. Speaking of cooking, uh, oh. there are there are oh. there are palicos. It's a grandma. There are palicos that make this weird tea. You drink the tea and you eat the thing. They're called like dongos or something. 
Um, oh, like like dongo, like the actual like, like rice like cakey balls. Kind of. Oh, like dongo. I don't know like if they're D A N G O. Yeah, I think they are that actually. Yeah, that's okay. mochi. Yeah, those those are yeah. great. Um, mm-hmm. and there's a very there's very cute cats that are like hammering this big huge like ball sticky. I guess it must be sticky rice then. Yeah, um, it must yeah. be mochi. And it's like. It's like okay. sticking. Just don't go. Makes cool. sense, yeah, because it's like sticking to the hammers as they pull them off. Yep, yep. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's I've never seen. I've never <laughs> seen it made before. So, oh, uh, dude, it's fucking wild. They got like yeah, people hitting it with hammers. Like, yeah, that's exactly what's going on here. Between the hammers, there's like another guy like slapping it. Like, like so, what? it's that. But cats are doing that. So, if you like Hell the idea yeah. of cats doing that, then maybe you should that just buy it. Sounds oh, make shit. it a live wallpaper maybe on your TV. I, maybe I gotta buy this game. Yeah, that sounds very good. I haven't gotten to eat any of it yet because I haven't unlocked that. But uh. it'll just make me want to eat mochi though, because yeah, mochi is good. If you want a good introduction to Dongo, just watch. Uh, oh no, is it Toradora or is it? Just is there Toradora that had Dongo or was it the other one? Was it the fucking Clanid? It might have been Clanid. Oh, it's Clanid because yeah. Clanid has that like that Dongo Dongo song. Yeah, yeah, it's Clanid. Go watch Clanid. It's an okay anime, but it's got Dongo. <laughs> I haven't watched it, but I just know that song. Um, yeah, so that stuff is 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 very. There's a lot of very good character and aesthetic in that stuff. That's that's kind of part of what I'm getting at with the like the town is full of it. It's not like because there's no narrative. It's just like it's like sanitized or something. It very much has a lot of flavor. When you hunt a new monster for the first time, it, there's like a person who sings a poem over like very traditional like. I don't know huh. what you would call it, but like traditional Japanese music, um, like a shamisen, like a like super like twangy like guitar yeah. type sound. Yep, yep, cool. with like yep. Um, and the poems are really weird, but they're cool. And it'll show like the monster like running around, and it has like film grain all over the screen, like you're watching an old movie, and and it's like telling this poem about the monster, and it's kind of like doing it in the way that you would talk about like, Oh, the legendary creature that lives up in the mountains that is seldom seen, but it da 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 da. Um, and that stuff is really fun aesthetically. Uh, and, um, the, the, then the, then the way that the progression works in this game is also pretty cool because, or I think it's pretty cool because it goes back to the old way of doing it. Some people have said this is a downgrade for them, but instead of having like, there's one track of quests and 80% of them you can do multiplayer, but then 20% of them you have to do solo like in world. In this game, it just has the single player quest list and the, and the hub quest list where you can play with other people. So you can just, you're either playing single player or multiplayer quests, which I like that progression being separated personally, but I know some people don't. So is there anything in particular that you've seen that lends credence to people saying like this is the best switch game since breath of the wild like is there anything specific to this versus other monster hunters that stands out oh yeah i mean the addition of the palamutes and the the wire bug just it changes the way you move through the space and it makes it feel um without making the combat feel if anything makes the combat feel more deep and um strategic and because that's the thing with monster hunter that is it's like even more this than the darks than souls like games is they're action games, but it's like, okay, I'm going to push the attack button one time. I'm, I'm maneuvering around this monster 
I'm avoiding attacks, and now I'm going to attack it once, and then I need to back off and, and avoid it. With There's some weapons, obviously, that are like dual blades are way faster and stuff, but it's just not like other action RPGs where you're button mashing and stuff like that. It's more about positioning and like openings and finding openings to get attacks in with. Um, and um, I think that the Palamute and the Wirebug both give you a little bit more survivability because you have an additional teammate there that's kind of pulling aggro from smaller monsters. And then also you can just move around the world a lot more freely, which makes it feel more engaging for me to explore. I know for a lot of people, world's density made it more engaging to explore those spaces. To me, the density of the places and the maps and world was actually overwhelming. I was kind of like, wait, I'm here to hunt monsters. This map is gorgeous, but I don't really want to like explore like this weird like hole in the wall that leads to more herbs or whatever it's beautiful but it wasn't really what i was there for and this game is more about like no the exploration is you are finding new places on top of places that have monsters up there like oh wow this i didn't even i wouldn't have even thought i would have been able to get on top of this huge ledge and look there's a great great easily up here that i can (laughs) take down um so I think that's, I definitely am enjoying it more than I enjoyed the early hours of World, but I think that's more about what you're looking for. I don't know that I would say it's like a better game, but in terms of comparing it to other Switch games, I'm finding it more engaging than most games that I play there. And then I think the performance helps a lot for me to enjoy it. And uh, one last question, have you done any multiplayer yet or have you been purely so- solo? I've only been playing single player because I played last night. I have one friend who, uh, an online friend who uh, is way deep on Monster Hunter games and plays every one of them and is probably already like into the four star multiplayer quests because I think <laughs> they play with their partner. And uh, so I'm sure they're, they're deep in it. Um, and then I know um, Alex from Super GG and I are playing to play at some point. And um, Sam and I are actually going to try to play today a little later on so uh right on that's the plan um i need to figure out what weapon i'm gonna like main because long blade's fun but i i might want to do something else and you know at this but point you, there's like I'm, 12 different weapon types so I mean, you can you can do anything baby you don't you don't gotta focus on one you can you, can you really don't one, you get one of everything yeah which <laughs> you know that's what you do over time right is you kind of build it all yeah. No, uh, you know some weapons are better fit for certain monsters. So right. Like this one, no, it's it's super tough, so I can't cut it with my long blade. So I need to pull out the hammer so I can like break its shell sure. or whatever. You know, yeah, that's tough. So. Uh, yep. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if you if you know you like Monster Hunter, definitely pick this up. If you don't think you like Monster Hunter, do not play this game because it is <laughs> Monster Hunter ass Monster Hunter. <laughs> and if you've never played a Monster Hunter, I think it's always. I think this is as good a place to jump on as World. I've seen people say that World has a better on-ramp. I don't know if I agree. I think this mm-hmm. game is you get a you you get the Monster Hunter experience either way and, you know, like you were saying, you kind of got to do a little bit of outside research usually to fully get it. Um but I don't know. If I I would say I'm not sure that it's engaging me as deeply as Final Fantasy 14 is, but it's close and that's saying something. So it's I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, and then I also I'll just hit briefly because I wanted to play it before last week's podcast and then I didn't 
and then I didn't play that much of it this week, but I did play some of Mundown, which is a horror game um, from a single person Swiss developer. Uh, cool. It is, it has like a hand penciled aesthetic. I don't know the technical process for it actually being made, but I do believe that the developer uh, hand drew a lot of the art in the game and then transferred it, scanned it or whatever um, to, to be used as textures in the game. Oh, and kind of like, kind of like darkest dungeon almost. Um, there's a little bit of parallel there. This game is grayscale, so it's mm. like fully penciled. It's there's no color in it. Um, cool. and, uh, it is really interesting. Um, really, really cool game. If you have any, uh, affection for horror, I would recommend it. It is a first person game. And at first glance, it appears that it's going to be kind of like, you know, walking simulator E with some puzzles, but it actually is much more of like a pretty holistic survival horror experience where there you have an inventory, you have resources, you have upgrades you're finding at times and there's combat. Um, and, uh, then tons of exploration, but it very much is the kind of game that feels like you're doing something different from like moment to moment, pretty consistently. Uh, there's like vehicle driving in it at a certain point. I haven't quite gotten the car keys yet. And, the the premise and story is just wild you it's like you you start off and you're on this bus to this town in the mountains in the swiss alps and it's like you get a letter from the priest there it's where your grandfather lives and the priest is like oh there was a tragedy your grandfather's barn burned down and he passed away but don't worry we took care of it we already buried him don't don't come here just don't stay away from here just know this bad thing happened and your character's like well no i'm gonna go see what it's like my grandfather's house that i stayed in when i was a child is nearby and the barn burned down and stuff and you get there and it's very clear that something weird is happening uh and it does really trippy visual stuff a lot of the times with these visuals there's a moment that I won't spoil for people who play it that sold me on it where that involves a mirror and it is one of the most unique moments I've seen in a horror game in a long time. It, it, cool. it, it, it like has the emotional, this game does not have any jump scares that I've seen so far. This moment has the psychological effect of a jump scare because while it is not a jump scare, Nothing is happening suddenly. It is like if you could draw a jump scare out over 20 seconds because the thing that is happening is so deeply unsettling and frightening. And I just was sitting there like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, And it's so and it's not even like there's like a monster sneaking around and you're hiding under a bed or something like that. It's not that cliched. It's just really really cool and you can't look away because it's so visually arresting and it's just so cool what it's doing so um highly recommend it if you like horror if you like weird stuff i mean it is an unsettling game but like i said there hasn't been any jump scares 
yet. And even in the exploration, there was only one time where I was like, I don't want to go in there. Um, I don't know how it progresses. It might be that there's a lot more of that later on. That sounds uh, awesome. But it's it's really, really cool. I think it's definitely going to be, it seems like it got a lot of buzz when it hit, and now it's sort of fizzling. That that's The tail on it hasn't been as long as I was expecting, but don't sleep on it. Make sure you check it out if you're into horror games. It's on everything, too. It's on, like, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Um, and it's 20 bucks, but I think it, I think it would be worth 20 bucks if it were two hours long, but I get the impression it's more like a eight to 10 hour game. It's not like mm. hyper short, um, but I haven't finished it yet, so I could be wrong, but it, it's, it's really cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I, I could right. definitely go for a good horror game. Uh, I think you would like it. It's a, yeah. there's a little bit of jank here and there. Like it's, it's certainly is a one person. Oh, that's game. That's fine. My favorite horror game is a one person horror game that has a ton of yeah. jank. So <laughs> it's, it's, I haven't encountered any I dump in the dark. <laughs> I haven't encountered any hard like bugs though. There hasn't been anything that like ruined my progress. I in fact think I kind of broke something a little bit and the game recovered fine. It didn't didn't I didn't lose any progress or anything. That's awesome. I think I think I was supposed to take one path to an area, but I found a way I could go around like kind of go around some um Skyrim up some hills that I don't think I was supposed to use <laughs> kind of on accident. Uh-huh. Um and uh I, I it was fine. Nothing bad happened from it that I've seen so far. So, uh, yeah, great game. I recommend it. All right, and that's Mundon. Yeah, M U N D A U N. And you will know immediately if you're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, got, it's got a goat on the uh, like the little yes. title splash yeah, splash art. There's there's some there's some goat stuff in there for is sure. It simu- is it simulated goats? Would you call it a goat simulator? Uh, there is a similar. The goat does look similar to the goat in Goat Simulator. I think mm. also I will say too, if you I'm like so many ways you can draw a goat. This game is obviously very different aesthetically, but if you like Midsummer, I think that you should mm. definitely play this video. Oh god damn it! Uh, <laughs> it has the vibe of like an A thirty four kind of thing to me in some ways, and I think that it's definitely me. Oh. You just the, said you- <laughs> Yeah. Just, I knew what that was going to do to you, Allison, you, you but I'm just saying. Allison. It, it doesn't look anything <laughs> like Midsommar, but it has. The tone is very similar because you're like. I thought, oh, this is the one game that I don't have to want to buy because. This is, this is the I'm podcast like, where we just ruin Allison's life. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it Final Fantasy, Mundon. It has that similar vibe of like. Oh, this is fun. This area is kind of cool. There's cool stuff. And then you're just like, in the back of your mind, you're like, something's wrong. Something's wrong here. There's boards on the church windows, and I don't know why that's happening. It's not as violent or gory, though, as as Midsommar. It hasn't been, it hasn't been like that yet. Is that, that movie goes. Oh, God damn it. it This game might later. (laughs) Is, is it largely like a supernatural kind of horror or is it kind of ambiguous? Okay. Well, it's, it's it's ambig- I mean it's not like it's like oh there's a ghost here um <laughs> but <laughs> let's say the monsters that I'm currently fighting are absolutely supernatural in okay. nature uh, fighting <laughs> combat Oh yeah there's combat it's there's combat oh. in it for sure yeah. okay um huh. so far it's pretty simple but I don't know how it progresses I mean th- we're talking about like you get health upgrades by 
finding um, coffee and then taking a pot and filling it with water and then heating the coffee and finding some wood for a fire and some matches to light the wood. Mm -hmm. And then in your house, you are making the coffee and drinking it out of a cup that you also found. And then it gives you a health increase. Like it, 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 it is doing even that kind of like almost survival game stuff where it, it you're finding items in the environment that help you and stuff like that too. Okay, um, cool. And, and it has like good puzzles so far also that are kind of cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know if, if you yeah. like that style of game, you should play it. All right. Well, and that's, it's my turn. And I woke up, uh, I don't know, three days ago. Unfortunately, I woke wow. up. And you haven't and, slept since? Wow. Uh, you woke up three mm, days ago. Yeah. Uh, and I had an email that was like review code for this game. I'm like, well, at, was, was the not, email to gaming at fix.space? No. Uh, that's where you can send all your hot takes on the Joker and Batman. and <laughs> Talk, Tell me, no, we tell me your thoughts about like a Batman movie. <laughs> send those to fix.space. <laughs> Critically acclaimed Heaven's Word thoughts and that uh, you can send the gaming, but send your comic stuff. Other, to comics other to yeah, sure, yeah, other games that Allison should play. Uh, you know, uh, mm. all that good like, stuff. Anything. Continue to ruin my life. Okay. Oh, you yeah. should download yeah. Cozy Grove. Also, else. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So. What? No, that's not what Cozy Grove oh. is. <laughs> no, I'm just asking <laughs> you. Like, <laughs> if you would like it, Allison. I haven't played it yet. Also, want to talk about it. anyway, Andre. <laughs> Damn it! This looks good too. I was playing the the Bob No, I got so I got yeah I got this email uh, for this game called How to Win. It is created by some British theater troupe that was not able to do theater things last year uh, because. Because, you know, last year. Um, <laughs> so they were like, we're going to pivot to making an indie game. And the most succinct way I could describe how to win is it is a Newgrounds flash like visual novel. Like that is ex- that is what it is. It's got like yeah. little mini games throughout, but it's like that aesthetic. It's like you know, like chalkboard or like crayon painted with some like uh, basic characters and stuff. Like animations that are just like thing. Moving oh yeah. From it's just left it's side literally right just flash keyframes. Like, Oh, yeah. like put the spin on it. <laughs> like it's, it is a very simple uh, game. And I was like, Oh, okay, well I'll check it out. They, they sent me the, the, the key and I was surprised to find that this game is like really pushing a social agenda like that i would say i'm pretty on board with i don't know if like their delivery is all the way there um but like they're very much taking the the events of 2020 uh, this was made over like the spring into the summer and like in five episodes five episodes um and they're like pulling the things that like the causes of it and you know, what's happening and trying to like incorporate that into the story. That's very irreverent and like not actually related, but you know, doing like, Oh, it's symbolism. 
and look at the this dragon who's on top of all its wealth and nobody has uh you know all the people down here don't have what they need and we use the sword of redistribution yeah, so it's a little heavy-handed with that kind of stuff, but is there are like moments. The sword of redistribution? Yes, yes, the sword of redistribution, and you use it to slay okay. the dragon. Uh, but then you realize, wait, there are even more dragons behind it with even more wealth, and slaying one doesn't actually solve any of the problems. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, and they get this. This whole game came out like over the course of the summer of 2020, and now they're remastering it. Like whatever that means uh and putting it up on steam uh sometime this week i think the 31st um wait sorry so was the original release put out like just on their own on, on like itch yeah, or something or I, was it on I was it on new grounds i don't know well no i wish Newgrounds it was on new grounds <laughs> i wonder if it actually no because it, well, it says it is new grounds closed not new grounds I mean, flash is flash, done flash is done yeah but, not new grounds isn't closed uh because it, it's Newgrounds will never die. In, maybe they made it in Flash, and the remaster was to put it into Unity. I don't know. Uh, I didn't see anything about like that history of it. Okay, but so because it was so Hidden Track, the theater troupe that made it, mm-hmm. um, their thing is they're like an interactive theater presentation mm. theater experience. So you go and somehow you're helping like steer the uh, course of the play, I guess. And they took that philosophy into how to win. And so the way they started was they asked their like fans, uh, "What do so we're gonna make a game? How do we win?" And then they got suggestions, and they put that like they were like, "Okay, we like these three suggestions." Then they put them to a vote, and then that like influenced what the uh, story was for the first episode. And that first episode mm-hmm. was uh, how to win, make the most money. And then they, from there, like, so the whole story is about making money. It's like, you've got kind of like a clicker thing going on. It's like an idle, idle game stuff happening and uh, stuff like that. And then you move on to like, the second one was like, oh, slay the dragon. And then from there, there's like other, like they bring in other suggestions. Like sometimes like halfway through, they'll have extra suggestions. I'm not sure exactly how they got all that stuff, but because of that it can feel like a little bit like you're playing just like a super free form tabletop game with like friends but you don't necessarily know the people so you're like well this isn't where i would go with this story <laughs> uh but it it can get just totally off the wall and you know really silly stuff like one point it's like team up with my 5 year old this monster my 5 year old son drew and then they put the five-year-old child's monster in the game Aww. uh so you know they mm. they really took the community involvement stuff that's like, cool. seriously um yeah. i'm not sure how much this game is going to cost uh it's on steam well, and sorry, what, what is the game play like i mean it's like a visual novel like you're just going through like a story sometimes like you're selecting like an option sometimes like oh here's right. three choices or you know, you've got, uh, like I said, the first one is kind of like an idle game stuff going on. Then there's like some other, like click around the screen stuff. It's very basic. It's not, there's no points or anything like that. It's just like, uh, let's, you know, tell like a little interactive story. Okay. Uh, and it's, you know, it's basic. It's not 
gonna like move you to tears or anything there are like some multiple pathways and like hidden scenes and stuff like that you can get uh but yeah it's it's interesting in like a covid like this you know we're inspired like they very they very directly start to call out uh like uh black lives matter um the protests and like statistics around violence against mm-hmm. trans people and uh black folks and income inequality climate change like all these things like start getting pulled up i think they're a little ham-fisted in the way they do it um but but i feel like that's kind of going along with the new groundsy aesthetic yeah <laughs> um <laughs> like yeah it's not like a bad i see what they're going for with it uh and with the time frame (coughs) they made it in and um you know how short or how long these episodes are like it's not like i'm not expecting like some you know master class and subtlety or anything yeah Uh, and like it, it it seems like I imagine most of this theater troupe were not professional game developers before making this. So as kind I of like don't a f- think so. <laughs> yeah, as a first effort and kind of like yeah. learning learning the tools and putting something together, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I said, it's very basic, but like they mm-hmm. you know, they picked a, an aesthetic, they you know, they ran with it and they made it work. They they shipped um, it. That's extremely hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as as someone and then they remastered this shit. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean that's yeah. that's the best, like prototyping yeah. and then fixing up the prototype. So good on them. Yeah, let me see if they have a. Uh, I, I will tell a you, free demo. Search, there's a free demo up. Searching for this game is extremely hard. Oh yeah, uh, if you <laughs> how to oh, yeah, because yeah. you might go, oh, how to it's win on, game, and on, you're like, wait, yeah, it's on Steam. Was easy. Is yeah, uh, but if you Fun. like look up Hidden Track, which is the developer slash theater mm-hmm. troupe, I think you'll probably come across it. Yeah. Let me tell you, when I was finding videos for the video version of our podcast, searching how to win gameplay did not yield yeah, any results. That's, that's yeah, that's <laughs> or not fair. helpful helpful results, but yeah. that's fine. It's uh, yeah. There's yeah. I I don't like I said. I don't know what the price is going to be, but you know, check it out. Look at the trailer. Maybe play the demo. I don't know if the demo is like actually part of the game or if it's like a unique thing um sure you know yeah i'd say it's worth checking out as like a one as a weird like new groundsy type experience in 2021 Mm -hmm. and like you know new flash basically um and then also just no i mean like nu flash Oh, <laughs> like oh, that like should be. <laughs> yeah, like a, how much out. rapping is in it? Is, is Fred uh, Durst in it? No, uh, no, no. Mm. There, uh, there's is an corn? elephant who read. There's a Scottish elephant who reads the news. Is Fieldy in there? Uh, his dreams are. How many people? This is actually one of his dreams. Uh, maybe Funbo the clown does. And that's how to win <laughs> on Steam. You can play the demo now. It'll be out eh, in a few days uh, on Steam. I, d- I didn't see any uh, 
the game's out. I, you know, I didn't see any embargo, so <laughs> there you go. Well, I looked, but people played this game, so yes, Pat. Cool. Nothing. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were going to say something. Unless okay. you want to, I can give you some live updates. Qualifying starts in one minute and eleven seconds in Bahrain. Wow. Well, you know what else starts right now? The news. It's always happening all around us. We live in the news. Uh, Is it being told by that elephant from How to Win? Yes, that is. uh, Uh, That's copyrighted. You can't use that. (laughs) Who copyrighted the breaking news sound? (laughs) Uh, We got. So, uh, live from Sony, just now hearing. Was this confirmed? The PlayStation 3, Vita, and PlayStation Portable stores will close in a few months? I don't think that's I don't know if it was confirmed. It. I think it was. Was it? it, it I think so. I'm gonna, I'll, it's give supposed me to be confirmed soon, uh, maybe. Uh, but basically, the idea is you will not be able to buy games on any of those platforms any longer uh, in the coming months. Or coming, yeah, by like summertime. Which maybe it's not. Maybe it's not confirmed. I don't it think it's like, been yeah, confirmed. I think the, it was like end of the month was when they were supposed to say something, and they haven't quite said anything yet. So I mean, you'd hope that maybe the leak caused pe- and the the meltdown, the good melt. I don't mean to say that. In yeah, like a yeah. Majority way, the, the important response. response to it that everyone has had will make them think about it before they shut it down. That's happened before with with these kinds of things. If they just made all those games. Uh, playable or purchasable on the let's well, say the pc <laughs> or the playstation 5 well, there's people doing that so it yeah. will be well, um, it's you know it's sony's responsibility to make you know yeah keep this stuff going and i mean like the part of the reason that that i feel comfortable have always felt comfortable buying games on steam is because valve has been pretty vocal that have been, they've been like look if there's a time when our company has to shut down anyway we're just going to take all the restrictions off of your library mm-hmm. and you can and give you plenty of notice and you can download it all and back it up on your own media. And then there yeah. won't be any DRM on it at that point. Um, well, how they would do that and whether they would do that now. I mean, it's been yeah. 15, 20 years since they said that. So whatever, yeah. but there's at least been a commitment to that kind of thing. And it just seems like from platforms like Sony, it's like, mm-hmm. who fucking knows? It's, <laughs> Well, yeah, and like we don't know like the finer details. Like, can you still download your purchases, uh, things you've purchased? Can you uh, and like you know, presumably well, you cannot buy games anymore. Which you know that that well that sucks. Um, mm-hmm. If you can still download them, at least that's something. But like, I don't. I, are people still buying like? PlayStation 3, PSP, PS Vita games? You'd be surprised I, at the number of people that I've seen that do. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I still am in that mode where I'm like, should I buy another Vita? And should I buy a bunch of games on like, like Vita there, now? There's, there's a not insignificant group of people that goes like thrifting and they'll pick up yeah. like, mm-hmm. a Vita and like, totally. you know, like just wipe the Vita, make a new account and just fill it with games. Like they will do that. And same with PSP goes and stuff like that that are purely. Well, Vita's not purely online, but like the Go, you, you there's no UMD yeah. slot. You can't you can't watch dodgeball on there. Like exactly, exactly. Yeah. I I've seen a surprising number. The of one issue with the Go, 
Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the surprising number of people that in like Twitter threads and stuff who've been like, hey, I could not afford a PS4 and I certainly can't afford a PS5. So yeah, I'm yeah. still playing games on PS3. This yeah. sucks. Um, yeah, totally. So, yeah. Hopefully that we get some clarification on this soon. Yeah, it would be good. And I think, I think that there's, I would wait and see what, I mean, everybody should continue to pressure them to do the right thing here, but um, you know, it's possible that they'll, that the reports were accurate, but that they'll reevaluate based on the response. I, I, think, I don't believe they'll reevaluate based on the Sony we see now, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's um, true. But I think this is a very easy way for them early in this generation to say, we don't fucking care about you. So mm-hmm. <laughs> keep that in mind going forward. And the last time they did that was disastrous for them. So I'm well, hoping that, was, that maybe there's the start somebody of, start of the PS3. Yeah. I don't think Jim Ryan gives well, a shit, but I'm hoping that so there's Jim somebody Ryan that why, has his ear that is Jim like, Ryan hey. just doesn't understand why you would want to play the PS3. <laughs> Those games look so bad. Wow. That Gran Turismo stuff was amazing. But like, for me, the, the biggest concern I would, or like the biggest like shitty part about it, is from the preservation standpoint. Yeah, like um, especially games that only got digital releases, so largely yeah. indies. Like that, maybe no one took the time to back it up and put it somewhere, and suddenly if these stores close. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, yeah, like, anytime. But, but yeah, like, yeah, that sucks, and it's just kind of an artifact of moving to a more of a digital future where like, you know, old games, Atari games, those were carts. You can physically find carts, even if they're really rare, one probably exists somewhere, but like with the digital stuff, if it does not exist or if the, the server is turned off and there's no other way to get it, there's no other way to get it. It's just, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. That's, and then there's like the whole like IP and, you know, uh, like, rights for distribution and like with scott pilgrim as an example like that game disappearing for like over a decade a decade or however long it was and then just now coming back i mean aside from convenience and like not having and 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 the disc drive being loud Mm -hmm. there's nothing they've done to sell a digital future where that's the only way to get games. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and all of the stuff with it is negative (laughs) as we're seeing. So they really need to do work to to make people feel more confident in that. I don't, I can't think of a single person or a single reason why one would celebrate it going away. No. (laughs) Other Um, than Sony saving, a couple grand a month on server costs or whatever it costs to continue mm -hmm. hosting those. I don't know. But yeah. um, and I guess what I think is like you were saying, Andre, they're the ones who chose to start selling games digitally. It's <laughs> their responsibility to maintain those servers, and they should have thought about this then. I don't if, even think it's because they chose to uh, just you know it's their platform. They're hosting these games. They they have games on that platform. Yeah, but you know games like Metal Gear Solid Four, which are that is the only place you can play that game. Uh, you can buy a physical copy, but you know, yeah. like at this point, good luck finding one. I don't I don't know. Maybe they're out there. No, um, that's that's a good point actually. But like you know, yeah. there there yeah. and there are plenty of like uh, Yakuza. Well, now it's available uh, on other consoles. But like there are lots of games that only came out like in the West on mm-hmm. PlayStation, uh, PS3, like digital. Heavenly like, Heavenly yeah. Sword. That was going to play Heavenly Sword. I know it was on nowhere. 
but yeah <laughs> yeah so lots of games like just yeah. that you just can't get that La- layer you can, you can, no you don't you don't it, need to it, and of course it also just like <laughs> encourages um i don't think of it as piracy when you can't get it any other way so it's it's yeah. it, i think emulation is fine in that arena but it also encourages people to pirate stuff that's coming out yeah. because if it's like well if I buy this on PSN, they're just going to shut the store down in 15 years. Maybe I want to play it right. in 15 years. So instead, I'm just going to yeah. buy. I'm just going to pirate it because what confidence do I have in purchasing it? Bi- pirating it is more secure for me. Yeah. Uh, so it's just bad. Yeah. And I can't fault people for thinking that way, even though I'm generally pretty anti-piracy. Like I'm very pro preservation and emulation. So it's like I'm starting to become more pro piracy with mm-hmm. like the people making well, companies making decisions like this. Yeah, and there are cases when piracy is a better option. Like, yeah, for like I think I've talked about it on this podcast before, where I use Pro Tools and I legally own Pro Tools, but the pirated version works better than my legally owned version. <laughs> yeah, which like, is it's, wild. It's, it's stupid. Like, I use a pirated version of Pro Tools. Sorry for outing myself, but I, yes, I own, oh, you own the it, copy though. of I mean, the. I own the exact yeah. same thing because. Yeah, the the stuff that the community made, and for for nefarious purposes, mind you, but like it works better than the original, and it's like yeah. okay, well, eh, whatever. It's it's yeah. it's. A I weird, mean, I think you should obviously support developers and give yeah. money to the people making this stuff, but at the same time, like, I can't fault someone for feeling that a pirated copy is going to be more available to them <laughs> over yeah, time, less ephemeral, or potentially, potentially yeah. so. And when and when you know you have such a huge company as Sony, that's kind of a bummer that piracy would be considered less ephemeral. Or yeah, yeah, you would think they would have the resources to make sure that stuff stays available. Yeah, (laughs) right, exactly. And they do. To be clear, they do have those resources. They're just choosing how to deploy them here. Yeah, Uh, yeah, but. You know, all is forgiven because they're giving <laughs> away nine free games right now on PSN for PS4 and PS5. Uh, their Play at Home initiative, which they did last year, uh, continuing this year, they've got a bunch of games going out. Like, uh, they got some PSVR games, Moss, Astrobot. Yeah, Moss, is a, Moss is supposed to be really good. I played like a demo, is okay, I guess. But. Uh, uh, Enter the Gungeon, Subnautica, Abzu, like uh, yeah. So pretty good of, games. All right, Subnautica yeah, is in. Yeah. Sub- Subnautica is like a genre-defining like yeah. <laughs> game of the uh, generation for sure. Mm-hmm. Abzu is really good too. Like it's basically mm-hmm. underwater journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then next month, Horizon Zero Dawn, a complete nice. edition will be Dang. free. Cool. Also a, in my opinion, game of the generation. And, and that's yeah. like that's a beefy game to give away too. Yeah, so that yeah, especially the complete the, edition, which is cool. yeah, because it mm-hmm. has the expansion and everything too. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, you know they've got that sequel coming out later this year. So yeah, makes sense mm-hmm. to get it in people's hands. And, and then Ratchet Two was free or is still free. I'm not sure about that, uh, but yeah, Ratchet yeah. and Clank, the that like reboot kind of game they mm-hmm. did, and yeah. then there's also a Funimation and a Wakanim. Wakanim? What it Waka Wakanim? What is this? It's anime. <laughs> I don't know. Uh this is some anime trial you can you can do for like yeah. three months. Which it's hey, cool. that's, that's a lot. That's a yeah, lot there's of anime. some good 
there's some good stuff on Funimation, but be warned that app sucks huge ass. <laughs> but yeah, but they, funny because Sony content. owns it. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully weird. weird. It. Thing Sony owns sucks huge ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sucked yeah, ass before that, but here. don't don't worry. Yeah. Well. Uh, all right. Next up. Speaking of our console services, uh, Xbox Live Gold, or Xbox Live is no more. It's now the Xbox Network. Whatever. Long, cool. Long live the Xbox uh, Network, I guess. And whatever. now uh, they have finally made good on their <laughs> earlier apology where they said, okay, sorry, sorry, we're not going to raise the price of Xbox Gold. We're going to... And we're just going to let people who play want to play Fortnite play it for free. They don't need to pay, pay for gold. Yeah. Uh, so, like, they at, unrestricted a bunch of things that were behind a paywall, like free-to-play games, party chat, uh, stuff like that. It does suck, though, if you bought a year of Xbox Live to play Fortnite, and then and you don't play other multiplayer games, and now yeah. it's just going to be free. It's so so bad, the way they've handled I, that stuff. I, yeah, I, I have no idea what what the work is there uh yeah, but but fortnite's got cross play maybe you got like a i guess they've had the cheapest console for a while with like the series s and like the, now the the the, the, one, the, the one s, s the before s. and the series yeah. s like maybe that got people but i'm like if you were just buying it to play fortnite i feel like you'd buy like a switch or like a ps4 or a sick gaming rig. Yeah, you'd buy sick or PC. A, RT, or RTX Fortnite. 3090. Or a phone. Uh, For what it's worth, Red Fortnite, Red. Fortnite is one of the most incredible looking games on PlayStation 5. <laughs> <laughs> it looks gorgeous, and there's a 120 FPS mode. It's, yeah. It, it, Here, does your TV do 120 FPS? No, it doesn't. I haven't seen that. I, but, but, uh, but it's there. I know it's there. Oh. And the 4K <laughs> 60 looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, more Microsoft news. This mm. one, I, Microsoft possibly in talks to buy Discord for $10 billion. So ridiculous. That's the price where they're like, we don't want anyone else to bid on this. So we're going to leak <laughs> that we're going to buy this for $10 billion. Just like they've done business, they've done like the. Uh, was uh, the Discord Nitro in Game Pass like yeah, you get like true. a month of Nitro with Game Pass and stuff? But and I is you can get Discord on an Xbox? Is that a thing? Uh, I don't. I didn't think I it was on consoles. Think so? Uh, yeah, you can connect it. My mom was actually asking me about this. Hi, mom, if you're listening. Why? <laughs> she she thought <laughs> it was already on consoles. I, I, think well, I thought it was on Xbox. Xbox. Yeah, like, it I think might you can be, connect it, and like you can get like your okay. whatever they call. Oh, the, you can the, like, like the connect your yeah your your game. Yeah, so it's like oh, you're you're playing Destiny Two on Xbox. Like it'll show that as your live presence or whatever they call it. But I don't think there is actually a Discord client on Xbox. Uh huh. Cause, uh, wait, how do you use Discord on Xbox One? No idea. No, uh, but either way, link account. I think it's just, yeah, I think it is just like showing people what you're playing. Yeah, I think it's just the presence, but like, yeah, it's not just Microsoft who's in talks with Discord. Apparently, they've been t- poking yeah, other shopping people around. In. Yeah, like um, Amazon, Epic, Google, uh, mm-hmm. those have all Which been like, talked with. 
of the people to buy them, I guess Microsoft would be the best out of that group. Amazon I, would not be great. No, and neither would <laughs> nor, Google. Nor would Google. Real bad. Um, Epic is Epic, like whatever. Epic could be good because at least they're platform agnostic, but they have their whole beef with Apple, and I use Discord on iOS pretty consistently, <laughs> so um, that could suck for me personally. But it just it sucks yeah. that 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 we live in a society where yeah, uh, this do. is just how it has to work. Like oh. if I if I was a CEO of Discord and I'm making like the money that I'm sure that the CEO of Discord makes, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's all do this. Like let's all we're making a little bit more money and let's get everybody who works here a better paycheck and well, I mean, keep making this rad they, service for people. And instead it's like, no, we must have more. That, that's why it there's sucks. also, they've apparently been option are optioning the option to go public, which like, right. Yeah. Which also makes sense if that's what, if lining their pockets is what matters. But, um, it's the was, only reason for companies to exist is to make money in this society. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we do live in a society. Uh, distribute stupid do. memes in the case of discord. Yeah. yeah. So something that, um, well, for one, two points, uh, one, I saw a lot of people on like Twitter and stuff melting down being like, Oh, if Microsoft buys discord, discord's ruined. It's going to be like Skype and, uh, teams and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, it's not. It's, it's fine. They bought GitHub. How do we know they that? Because they bought GitHub and LinkedIn, and those are still completely autonomous. Like Microsoft of uh, today is much different than Microsoft of ten years ago, ago that bought Spy, uh, Skype. Like it's it's not going to be as bad as people think. Like it would be well, really well, cool. We'll see for sure. Uh, I'm willing to put my reputation on the line with that one that they would be able to <laughs> operate autonomously because that's the way Microsoft works these days. Um, but the other point that I'm going to echo that uh, Greg from Bread Radio brought up when we were actually talking about the same story is Discord has kind of a seedy underbelly that goes unmoderated. Uh, mm-hmm. Things like people distributing child pornography or illegal wares or, you know, shit that's real fucking objectively terrible. Yeah. Where it, like, if someone like a Microsoft or Google or Epic or whoever, or especially if it goes public, that they're going to have to address that shit. Like mm-hmm. they're going to have to because if that stuff starts bubbling up, that like again because it it does bubble up because they don't do any moderation from their side from the Discord side. It they completely uh, rely on moderation of each individual server by sure. volunteers essentially. Yeah. Like yeah, that stuff comes out like that fucks over Microsoft now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. So it's I don't know if Facebook has come out pre- relatively unscathed. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think <laughs> I don't think uh investors give a shit as long as it's making money. Um and I don't think <laughs> that Microsoft really gives it, I think either Microsoft takes a heavier hand in Discord and forces some of that moderation and then they're kind of less in which I think would be good, of course, to be clear. <laughs> I'm not arguing that like I'm not trying a gotcha yeah. here, but I think more likely is what you're if they if they allow them to operate independently is what you're saying, where it's like, well, we own them, but you know, they run their stuff and you know, we're definitely concerned about this and we're gonna impress upon them that they need to fix this. But I don't know if I think it would really change much. So many social media platforms have those problems and it's awful and everyone should be a lot more angry about it, but it seems like not enough people with the money are. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, but I hope it's you're tough. right. I hope it. I hope it. I hope it gets better. Obviously, 
I, I it just it goes back to the same thing with like uh, Microsoft buying up a bunch of studios. I'm just like stop consolidating all the talent under like fewer and fewer roofs. Like it's we need to stop this. It's it's silly. It's it's, it's, it's bad for it's bad for the health of the industry. Like, you know, people are, people are getting paid, but what happens when someone goes, why do we have like multiple chat and like video clients? Like we don't, you know, what's, you know, cut Skype and, you know, all those people lose a job or cut discord or, you know, the team's team is getting the ax, you know, whatever that is. Like we need to just like stop (sighs) letting all this get consolidated under like fewer and fewer companies. Like, I I don't know if that's why I agree. Just purely because, like, I think on one hand, yes, uh, I do think them absorbing everyone is getting monopolistic in nature, and I would argue that there are they are acquiring too much stuff at this point. Like, it's concerning and it's mm-hmm. harder to support it. But I don't think just closing down the old stuff is the solution because, like, that's one of no. my main gripes. No, 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 I'm not, no, I'm not no, saying, I'm saying is that the cause of this if they acquire Discord, what's the reason for them to even keep the doors open at Skype? Or, you know, more, uh, just, yeah, you okay. know, the, someone yeah. starts looking at the books and going, wait, why do we have three, like, yeah. chat clients? Like, what are we what are we doing here? Or, you know, because, uh, you know, Microsoft is a big company. They're not just a gaming company. Yeah. And they, okay, they, they are they are different from the company they were 10 years ago, much like the Xbox division is very different from the company it was 10 years ago. And the reason they have to buy all these studios now is because they're the company 10 years ago. The cut and axed all their talent, and, and so then I, do we just get back into that cycle of them suddenly yeah. axing people because they've amassed all the stuff and they're like, uh, we we picked up too much. I think and, that's what I'm wary of is with the way the system works. You're totally right that I don't think that you know Phil Spencer. I think if I think Phil Spencer is going to say, oh no, buying Discord is great because it allows us to have better cross communication between Xbox and PC platforms when players are playing on Game Pass and all this stuff. But the minute in five, six years, when they get a new CEO and the CEO says, why the fuck do we own 20 game studios? They've put out four games in the past five years. Shut this shit down. Why do we, why are we entertaining this discord stuff? Absorb it. Come on. Like that's unfortunately the way that corporations work is that there's, they're like one seesaw away from, from somebody coming in higher up than a Phil Spencer and saying, this is not does not make financial sense. What are we doing here? So oh, I mean, even if it's like a long term it, issue, like a lot of the a lot of times, especially if you have like a new CEO coming in, it's going to be the short financial gain to be like, see, look at what I'm doing. It doesn't so it's have like, to be a new sure. CEO. I mean, we look at like Bobby Kotick and yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like the same thing. We just the same cycle at Activision Blizzard over and over is yep. record profits, lay off 200 people, and CEO and like the executives all get massive and bonuses. So I hope you're right, Alex, that that Microsoft is different now and they wouldn't do that. But I just have no. Confidence I, or faith in any corporation to actually it, do what's you know, best for the industry. It Microsoft, its Microsoft right now, you know, obviously they're looking at buying it, but in five, ten years, who knows what Microsoft's going to look like and what the media sure. landscape and all that stuff is going to be. Yeah. And like, you know, Google lasted a year before like the people at the top were like, nope, get them out of here. We're going hacks all the studios we just bought last year. Like, yeah, which means give that I time to do anything. I do think that Discord would get um, five to ten years at Microsoft, as opposed to 
one Six to five months. at Google. <laughs> at Google, so right? I do think that it would be better of the God. companies interested. I think Microsoft would be the the best place for Discord, yeah. but um, but it doesn't sound like for Discord remaining a privately held company is an option. Yeah, in their opinion, and in that case, like I don't know if them going public or them being purchased by Microsoft for ten billion dollars is better for people who use their services. Like um, their uh, they're like weird subscription thing like the game subscription thing like was not successful at all well there certainly is an aspect of if you look at discord um i'm in several of them one of them is super active huge discord with a bunch of not huge but there are discords with thousands and thousands of people this is like a couple hundred people huge to me um and you know community that plays a specific game along with other games and we it works really great for services no one's paying anything for it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's no ads running on it or anything. So mm-hmm. I do understand that how are they making money is definitely a, a question. And I mean, there's ways you can still be a discord yeah. nitro person. Yeah. You don't get the game subscription stuff, but there's like a way to pay and be a super yeah, user or whatever to get, you take but, your cross cross channel emotes or whatever. And in that way, I mean, maybe the only way for them to exist long term is to be purchased. But it's just right, and to like the whole plan is like building up a, you know, oh look Mm -hmm. at how good we are. Purchase us, please. We're a good like platform. Yeah, which has definitely happened before. That's what startups do. That's you know, yeah, they they start and they have no money and they barely scrape by Mm -hmm. until someone buys them. Uh, But yeah, it's basically it's just I want to stop seeing that like the same few companies buying up everything yeah. but you know yep, we've totally. got embracer uh tencent microsoft sony to a lesser extent nintendo doesn't really do that kind of stuff epic yeah. is buying up more like smaller indie stuff like yeah the epic acquisitions and, are not a good thing but they don't strike me as like dangerous for the industry in the same way necessarily because yeah yeah like it just mm-hmm. means that and yeah, there's like oh, they're block, blockheaded stuff, but oh, of course, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. the way they've handled I mean, their yeah. legal and business yeah. stuff has been. Yeah. Oh dear God, I yeah. Think, it, I don't know that I think uh, the Rocket League being exclusive to the Epic Store is the yeah. is the nail in the coffin for the industry. That like, like yeah, like uh, <laughs> somebody else having Monopoly would. Yeah, you know, like I wouldn't sure. say that. Like when Bethesda, you know, Bethesda had you know uh, Tango and ID and Arcane and stuff before they were bought by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, you know, that's like, okay, that's like a nice grouping of studios. That's like, okay, like ZeniMax, that whole like family of studios. That's, that's cool. 2K, that like grouping of studios, like, you know, that's, that's fine. Like groupings of studios, but it's when a bigger thing, you know, bigger fish comes along and eats that whole thing. And then suddenly it just becomes like this whole other different monolith in a way that well, it's like, uh, I don't know about and this. I'm sure that multiple of us have experienced this in the past, but I have seen it firsthand too, where it's like, okay, we have new ownership coming in. They're not, they're very hands off. They're going to let you operate independently. And it appears that that's what's happening to the rest of the world. And then actually it's like, ah, uh, can you just, um, the, uh, investors would like this small change. It's just little. But yeah, we don't, want to inter- this, you don't want we don't, don't want to interrupt you, but at the yeah, same time we get, want this. And then it's also like, okay, well that's an extra ten hours of work this week. Cool. Yeah. Uh and and you that kind of stuff. It's true. 
Yeah. You would hope that that's not happening at these places, but I do worry. Like Bethesda sounds like a fucking awesome place to work. And I, I believe right now that it still is, but I, you just hope that down the road, it's not like, well, you know, Elder Scrolls six came out, didn't really do the numbers. We got to cut a hundred people. Uh, we had, like, we had a 110% attach rate for the Xbox series X, but still we could just, we only sold it could have been 500 copies. So I don't know. <laughs> it's all speculative, of course. And I don't yeah. want to like accuse them of something they haven't even done yet. This isn't minority report, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe nothing. But what if it with, could be discord, but it's, it's, it's easy to yeah. accuse. You can accuse Activision over and over again mm-hmm. of doing something. Well, yeah. there's a so lot of evidence there. It's more <laughs> yeah. just like distrust of the like consolidation of talent and, you know, in fewer and fewer places. And to put a bow on it, I think the biggest thing is less having, I'm going to like, you should go on like a Twitter rant about how bad it is, but maybe also the like, oh, sweet, they're buying Discord. Who's Microsoft going to buy next kind of tweets are like, you kind of lost the plot on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like fantasy, like, like you always talk about it, Andre, like fantasy booking these purchases yeah. is not... Uh, Oh, valuable use of your time. Yeah, it's you should, uh, if anything, be scrutinized and critical of these things. It's the worst part of fanboy culture now, for sure. Yeah, like it's also to Alex's point, it's also not worth it to be like Discord's getting bought, it's over, close your server, fuck fuck Microsoft, (laughs) fuck Discord, it's over. Like, that's a little much, too. Discord is is over, party. Yeah, back to Ventrilo. Oh, I wish. Put some. Dota. Listen to the Dota song. God, that trailer was so good. Play some. Or, play not some. Even trailer, uh, but I'm going to watch that anime because of I, that so commercial. I I wasn't interested I wasn't in that anime. I mean, but that that commercial in its audacity, and also yeah. the fact that I didn't know that Invoker was part of the lore, and that that trailer showed that Invoker was, is a big part. But, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Par- partner and I were were uh, I sh- I showed her the the commercial, and she was like, so we're going to watch this show now, right? <laughs> And from what oh, I've heard, it's I actually guess I gotta it's watch pretty this decent. Dota trailer. It's if you know the original song, you oh, like wow. it. Wow! If you know Wait, the they, they put they put they put the Dota song in the commercial. Oh my god! With, with uh, Base Hunter or whatever his name. Yeah, Base Hunter like, is he's, in it. It's, he's, it's, he's, they recreate parts of they the recreate, video. The, yeah. Oh my but god! Like, Wait, what? Yeah, like it's him in oh, 2021. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Uh, launching Dota. That's why I was listening to the Dota song the other day, and I put it in the. It's really good. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Super, super funny. I would say that I feel bad for spoiling it, but it's clear literally the second you click on the video that that's what's happening. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not subtle. It's just whoever came up with that idea at at Netflix, like, bravo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's okay. They they should get at the next international. They should have Base Hunter perform live. Oh, that's been talked about for so many years. I'm sure that it will (laughs) happen at some point. They should do it before he's far too old um <laughs> he's not based on this seriously oh no I mean, he looks like he could perform he's oh yeah totally swedish i think yeah yeah, yeah that, so means he's, that means he's immortal <laughs> he's, he's just a beautiful swedish man um yep. next True. up uh we're, we're talking about the big three this week we got yeah sony we got microsoft now we got nintendo i'm listening They're, to dota song now so <laughs> uh, Nintendo is partnering with Niantic, creators of Ingress and Pokemon Go. Uh, again, 
this time to make a game, an a- an AR game, uh, similar probably. to Pokemon Go, uh, probably for phones, based based around. What if it's not? What if it's for the Switch Pro? What's it based uh, around, Andre? Pikmin, the Smash Brothers character. <laughs> Mr. Pikmin himself. Yeah. Uh, Captain All in the Pikmin. There's not really a whole lot of information about this other than they are making the game. I don't see. Again, I, I'm going to be repeating myself from Bread Radio, but the reason, or I would say the primary reason Pokemon Go got wildly successful is because Pokemon is a name Pokemon. that everyone recognizes. Yep. Like, yep. What, everybody like, knows what a Pikachu is. Exactly. Like, no one, you like, someone who's never picked up a Game Boy, never watched an anime, they, you show them Pikachu, they'll be like, ah, oh, Pika, Pika, oh, I cute. get it. Ah, oh, yeah, let's try this thing because, like, everyone is doing it and it's, you know. But Pikmin does not have that market penetration with random people. Like, no, it's, no. I, I like I like Pikmin, and I like the idea of games that get people out and doing things, like walk in and being active. But I, I, I feel like Pikmin is maybe a strange. It's a weird choice. I'm, I don't think there's any more room for these games. Sorry, Allison. Oh yeah, no, it's a strange choice, but. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Where I feel like you have one game that you like with those, and you don't need two. It it seems like Ingress appealed to weirdos. weirdos. Who, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of kidding. I don't mean to, but also there was some. But also, you're weird. <laughs> I don't know how deeply any of you all looked into the oh, Ingress yeah. community. I, just, I was a part of it, it for the first strange. year of that game. It's like. There were People, times when it was bordering harassment, and oh, it, it was, was like, like okay, it would be uh, like you would expect to walk someone walking at you with like a tire iron because you. Well, would- <laughs> like I saw people saying like we need to scout locations, and when you dig deeper, what they mean by scout locations is spy on people in their homes to see if they're leaving the house to go take nodes and stuff, which yeah, is like it, it got bonkers. like maybe that's hey, illegal. Uh, hi, <laughs> Stalking um, people via ingress, not good. advice. Maybe don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's a cool game if the community were not kind of weird. And I don't want to paint the whole community with that brush. Of course, there's tons of people who play it for fun and are not weird. But, but uh, it was there. And Pokemon Go, I know tons of people who are, have known tons of people who don't play video games at all. And they just think Pokemon is cool because they like yeah. the art. And so they play Go because it's like, yeah, but and get super into it. Like I know a, a few people who do who don't play the Pokemon games, even if they play other games. But they go to like community days, obviously pre COVID, and like will go to parks all day to play with people and stuff. So those are cool games that have big communities. I don't think there's room. I mean, the Harry Potter game kind of fell flat. Yeah, uh, that Minecraft game fell flat. Oh, like that that one even worse. Yeah. So I don't know that there's another space for another one of these, especially like to your point where it's not a brand everybody knows. Every, everybody loves Smash Brothers. Everybody loves to play well, the Pikman. If, if they did a Smash Brothers one, then <laughs> I feel like that one would be oh God. solid. But but it would have a tiny community that would be even creepier than the <laughs> Ingress community. <laughs> there would be it'd be a public health emergency. Yes. <laughs> unshowered masses roaming the streets exactly um i think uh i think the only way you could get one of these games to even work for a little bit is if you tied a brand like marvel or star wars to it something that has like 
enormous consumer appeal. Uh, I don't think Pikmin's going to do it. Yeah, you could. Oh, it's cool. You could def- cool. Oh, guys, don't do a, a Star Wars one because they'd be like, oh, no. do you want to be the light side oh, no, or the no, dark no. side? No, I don't. I'm not I saying I want that. Do you want to be the space fascist? Let's yeah, go. Do you, yeah, do you want to be the space fascist? <laughs> well, I mean, you, like, if it was a Marvel game, you know it would be tied to S.H.I.E.L.D., which is just also. Do you like, want to be Hydra or do you want to be. Sh- I, they, could, they could do like a Captain America. Hydra versus, versus S.H.I.E.L.D. Iron is like, Man which versus... kind of fascist do you want to be? <laughs> you, want to be you, you could do like uh, X Men or the Avengers or the Fantastic Four team. You or, could, you know. but they wouldn't. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Which uh, sucks that yeah. only only big brands seem like they can float in that space because so I imagine like smaller ones like with smaller properties could do cool stuff. It's just like this is just a weird pick. And I think there'd be room for developing another Got original him. kind of game like this Min. that had interesting mechanics. Like I don't think it has to be a branded game for mm-hmm. this yeah. like social I don't even sure. know what you call it kind of game. Um but I don't think you're going to be able to sell it to people based on a brand, I guess, unless it's something huge. Uh, and even then, yeah. I don't know that you're going to be able to build a lasting community anyway. Hear me uh, out. Scooby-Doo AR game. That'd be mm. cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. Go around. You got you got to, like, uh, solve the mystery. You got to... You got to pull the mask off somebody and be yeah, like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the, old it's man the arcade drinking. owner. <laughs> when I was a kid, we had this... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say we already know what the paid currency would be in a Scooby Doo game. Scooby snacks. Exactly. Weed. Scooby's <laughs> <laughs> non. Yeah. Non. Non fungible Scooby snacks. Non 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 fungible vape cartridges. That's the premium Scooby currency. snacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get that's the, the currencies. Scooby snacks and then Scooby snacks with quotes. In or, quotes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the premium currency. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, we had a game where you had to like hide a bunch of clues and stuff around the house. It was like a murder mystery party thing, but um, it came in like a box and, and had instructions for setting it up. They should figure out a way to do something like that with phones. Someone should make a game like that with phones. This is kind of a different topic. Because it wouldn't really be like Ingress or Pokemon Go, but I mean, yeah, like they used to do like murder mystery in a box stuff. You can still can, get, you, you can, can still, still find, those, but yeah, you set that up on a phone. Like, yeah, I'm saying like make a murder mystery game with on a phone. I bet that would be really good, and that, then people, yeah. hey, people have phones. Get, that, hey, oh, anyway. Alex, make a, make a cassette of this podcast, and then yeah, mail exactly, it, mail it to yourself so we can have uh, yep. copyright on, on this it. idea. No problem. Yeah. You can buy different adventure or different mysteries. So it's a fresh game. Just go ahead and like pull that tape out right now and just get right on it. The game like assigns you a role and reads you your like, here's your things and your information. Yeah. Great. Maybe Uh, it already exists. Probably already exists. I'm going to look, I'm going to look this up. uh, Other Nintendo news today, March 27th is the 3DS's 10th birthday. Jesus Christ. I'm ten, ten years of the 3DS. Ten years and of Nintendo will be shutting down the three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> ten years. Actually, we are just days away from the execution of Mario. <laughs> I oh, that's right. Yeah. We are yeah. the thirty-first. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I might have to play another round of Mario Thirty-Five. I legit kind of liked that game. Mario Thirty. It's a uh, dumb game, but I like it. It's, it's dumb. Such a dumb name. Uh, anyway. It is. Well, what is what is y'all's Would fondest you... memory of the 3DS? 
I think the fact that it worked, like the fact that it's like the the only three D not piece of technology. No, like I like the fact that like it's the only non glasses three D screen I've ever kind of experienced, and the fact that it worked. Mm-hmm. It works, yeah. Uh, I just have really fun memories of going to two J-pop shows in New York, um, and hmm. before each of those shows. Uh, Smash for 3DS came out, and then Pokemon Sun and Moon came out. Mm. So, like, mm. because those for those shows, I had to hang out in line for like most of the day. Like, that was like a you know, hey, I'm going to be sitting outside on the pavement, uh, sitting in line for like eight to twelve hours. So, just playing mm. 3DS and talking with people and like Street Pass, I never used that much, but it was always like kind of exciting when you went someplace to have a good sure. street pass yeah. i don't going know it was like a it's a good system yeah going to like a convention and you're like oh everybody here has a 3ds and we're all just sitting around playing 3ds together and it's it was nice so mm-hmm. two things one there is a game on the app store called whodunit a murder mystery game for 7 to 21 players it does exactly <laughs> all the things i just that's, outlined that's a lot it, of players it, that is well yeah i mean it would have to be it's a party um sure. it has multiple <laughs> mysteries etc cetera, etc cetera. it also have 21 friends only has i have know, like if only i only had 21 <laughs> friends <laughs> my life would be so much simpler uh it has um only 3.7 stars though so i don't know maybe Wait, well how many invest how many reviews care. Um, let me see here. Because three point seven, seventy one. And how many of those reviews are people going? I don't have friends. So so that's that's like you know that's just over three full games worth of people. So like, looks like somebody is complaining that that you don't get PDFs. Mm. Oh, you have to pay an extra three dollars for a PDF of the game. Um, because you know it's like what giving people uh, it's, it's basically a tabletop game, right? Because it's like, yeah, okay, Alex, sure. you're the butler, here's your role, here's the clues you know. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of these games is you walk around and talk to people and go, like, hmm, and try okay, to get sure. information it's, out of them. Uh, Velvet Sundown, so, how, how do you get that? It is Velvet Sundown, actually, wow. it's totally Velvet Sundown in real life. Yeah. That's what Velvet Sundown is based on, yeah. is this kind of party game. Um, wow. I usually I did they this for my friend's birthday once. They're really fun. <laughs> it's I was, incredibly I, fun. You know what? Relative or related to what you're watching, Pat, I my my character when I did it with, for my friend's birthday was a race car driver. Very cool. Anyway, second, my fondest memory of the 3DS, which this is very funny. I haven't really played a ton of 3DS games. I just had a launch one forever, mm-hmm. and then my fondest memory was driving two hours to a Walmart to get a new 3DS XL when those came out because I was like, well, this is probably going to be the last version of this console and I have a launch one. I should upgrade now if I'm ever going to do it. And the only store that had it in stock was this Walmart that was two hours away. And it was a really like fun experience being like, maybe this time I'll buy a bunch of 3DS games and play a ton of 3DS. There's so much promise there. And, um, and so I drove there full of hope, and it was fun to go and buy this new console and then take it home and, and play around with it. And then I didn't end up playing that many games on it because I'm just not that much of a handheld gamer. Great system. Oh. Uh, the, that just reminded me of also the time that I got stuck in an elevator for like 90 minutes, and then I had my 3DS. There you go. Hey, you and I was, like, I was like, hey, I, and I, I was a new 3DS, so I played a lot of um, Super Mario World. And I was like, uh, yeah. this made me feel, it made me feel yeah. better, even though I was stuck alone in an elevator wanting to get out of the elevator. Yeah. There were some really interesting games on 3DS. Like, Tomodachi Life was weird. 
Metopia was weird. Like the Pushmo and Crashmo stuff was cool. Like they they did. There was just good games on the 3ds. Uh, there were a lot of good games. games. Yeah, Link Between Worlds was really good. Oh, that game's Link that Between game Worlds is my favorite. Probably my favorite 3ds game. Uh, it's definitely yeah, up there. It's, uh, the it's, it's Monster Persona Hunter 4 Ultimate for me, but uh, Persona Q was really good. good. Fire Emblem Awakening uh, was really good. Replaying mm-hmm. Majora's Mask was and Ocarina of Time was a good time on the 3DS. Have a lot of good. Have a lot of Shin Megami Tensei games on there in general. Um, yeah. uh, I, I a while ago I bought a bunch of uh, on sale a bunch of Shin Megami Tensei games and Etrian Odyssey games that I need to play yeah. those. Oh yeah, Etrian Odyssey cool. is like rips, and it's like it feels like a series that really does benefit from the DS and 3DS with the mm. drawing a map yourself on the second screen. So, like, there yeah. are certain games that use the second screen really well, and mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, like Professor Layton. <laughs> I love Professor Oh, Professor Layton's oh, so yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, Mario and Luigi. Uh, Dream Team? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was it mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was a really good one, too. So, yeah, 3DS was a really solid That game console. is really good, and I still occasionally play it because there's just so many good games on there. Yeah. It's, it's great. no GBA, but... I mean, what is? What nothing. is? Yeah. Nothing. No. Nothing. Uh, next up on our new story... Uh, we got Call of Duty rumors leaks. I, I missed. I missed this somewhere, one completely. Somewhere between them, yeah. Uh, the next yeah. Call of Duty is reportedly an alt history 1950s, if World War II never happened, called Call Oops. of Duty Vanguard. This sounds awesome. IMO. It does kind of sound interesting. It, when the I'm leaks, super into it. When the leaks first started coming out, it, it, the headlines and stuff were basically like, oh, they're making another World War II game. So it was basically people saying like, oh, it's Call of Duty World War II 2. Um, Which I also would have been fine with. I would have been fine with too. It was it was good for what it was. What if it's a future game and it's actually Call of Duty World War 22? So, man, that would be good too because that's like that Battlefield game. Yeah. Yeah. Get Max uh, in there. They I think said, like oh respawn's not doing Titanfall three. Well, we're gonna do. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people saying like no more World War two shooters. Stop it! It's such a bloated genre. And it's like versus that's what? an interesting another, idea. Well, and too. versus what? Like another modern, modern shooter? Yeah. Well, I don't want to yeah. play another one of those. And like yeah, World War shooters were really thing. yeah they were really being like the early twenty two um, yeah. twenty. 2000 split. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so there, I got the twenty oh's. The twenty o's. I was gonna say the twenty o's. Would I prefer that Sledgehammer made a a first person game that's like a pensive exploration of the human mind through like exploring an undersea base? Sure, yeah, isn't that they're Black not going to do that? If you're going to make <laughs> if you're going to make a Call of Duty game, it's either going to be modern day World War II or like near, near future. future sci-fi. And out of those three, I think I'm more interested in World War II. I think I'm pretty sick of the other two. <laughs> Concept. Also, like alt history, if World War Two never happened, is is, is a cool idea. No, it's, oh yeah, it's, it's it is interesting. Like, and like they like it's kind of almost kind of Wolfenstein-y in that way. Like obviously Wolfenstein's yeah. different. It's like a different conclusion to World War Two, but yeah, like yeah. Th- that alt history stuff can be fascinating. So oh and yeah, it means that you'll see the way that the that what it gives them the opportunity to do the the weird thing about Call of Duty World War Two, which all didn't new bother war me. War crimes for the U.S. Well. <laughs> 
there the the u.s certainly committed war crimes during world war ii also but uh um the uh the the thing that people complained about with call of duty world war ii aside from it having some i mean it wasn't perfect but they still did the whole like level your guns up and put attachments on them which is a little weird when you're talking about like an m1 garand which didn't that didn't happen they didn't put like (laughs) six scopes and weed leaves on them (laughs) What? In World War Two? That uh, sounds like they bullshit. They didn't have the technology um, yet. They had to wait for Vietnam to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, but if they make it like alternate history, then they can just say as part of the story, as the war drag drug on, soldiers customized their weapons, like personalized their weapons to, to operate in the, exactly the way they needed them to. And done. Then you can have like, uh, an M1 with four scopes on it and a attachment that makes it f- fire like burst fire or something, and it's fine. <laughs> uh, and so and it, I think it, it could rips, be super rips cool. Fat clouds, yeah. Yes, subohm your M1 Garand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think it, I think it sounds cool. I, uh, I'm I'm pretty do we warm have... on Black Ops this this year at this mm-hmm. point. Like I finished the first battle pass. It's fun, but it's not as good as Modern Warfare by mm-hmm. any stretch in terms of the multiplayer. Um, so I'm I'm already excited for the next Call of Duty. Whereas when Black Ops was kind of sneak like sneaking into the public uh, perception, I was like, no, no, another year of Modern Warfare. And now I'm like, please give me the next one because <laughs> I'm already kind of bored of this one. Uh, I do we have like a is there like a setting or like a a plot kind of like hint for what this new one is not, not that i, I saw. remember i feel like i saw people saying korean war like months ago like uh well like if it's early early uh but yeah 50s would be that kind of time frame yeah but because that's like the like kind of the one era they haven't visited yet i really. don't think we need to get yeah into no i don't know that, that we necessarily personally. need to um uh but i would much prefer something they haven't done world war ii yeah uh yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, but but yeah, I think I think if you do fifties where World War Two never ended, you can also have like well, jet not, fighters never, and stuff. Never happened right. is what this says. Oh, so, not never ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never happened. Oh, so there was there was no World War Two. I was compl- in that case. I'm significantly less interested. I thought what we were saying <laughs> is World War Two occurred and continued into the fifties. No, no, never. I'm happened. not. I like World War II weapons, so if it's actually just, I mean, those be weapons like, would still exist, right? Probably. Yeah, but I also like the maybe I not as iconic. Is in, I don't know. We'll the, see. The M1 we'll Garand is not as iconic as Aiden Pierce's hat in that case. But <laughs> okay, so we'll hear me. Hear me out. Call of Duty Primal. Mm-hmm. This is like the first war. Yeah, like Far exactly. Cry Primal, like, like Far like Cry Primal, Homo Sapien versus Neanderthal. Yeah, I mean. Sure, why not? With weed, leaves. I will tell you. And M1 Chivalry Grand. Two comes out June eighth, twenty twenty one. Not quite that far back, but if you want to beat people up with swords. Uh, Call of Duty, Primal. which I do every day of my life. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, next up, our favorite, uh, just bundle of joy, Ikumi Nakamura, mm. is starting a new studio. Uh, she is. She's gonna make games. She is. She's done some of your favorite stuff. If you don't know, like design, being the character or designer of Bayonetta, 
and creative director on some Tango Gameworks games like Evil Within 2, I think is the I one. think she was. I think it's Tokyo Ghostwire. Uh, yeah, it's really fun to me that Tokyo, she's yeah. like seems like such a like um like positive mm-hmm. pleasant like, person and Evil Within 2 is like one of the more gnarly games mm-hmm. from an art direction and creative standpoint. It's oh, cool. Totally. It's 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 I'm yeah. I'm not poking fun. I think it's awesome. She's an interesting I'm very excited human. to see. Uh, yeah. And and in case you didn't y'all didn't know she was also the art director on Okami, which right. yeah. is maybe one of the best art like RT games from the PS2 era. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's pretty. It's it's definitely a big swing from Okami to Evil Within 2, so clearly like Yeah. Her aesthetic she's, range she's is got, really she's wide. Got a range. And yeah. So it's very yeah. exciting to see her kind of helming a studio and having more creative input. And yeah. she also seems like she's really dedicated to working with good people. Like she doesn't seem Kojima is like, okay, Kojima, I like his games, but it's also like this is a Hideo Kojima game. <laughs> Whereas mm. I feel like Ikumi Nakamura is less likely to like make her game Ikumi Nakamura's whatever sure. you know she she seems um, more humble yes. i would say and she seems she's both humble done. and very enthusiastic like i think one of the things that people drew people to her from the e3 was just her like level of enthusiasm and i think yeah. that's i think having that level in game development is always good because that kind of you, you can kind of feel it when when devs really care about the game that they're making and that's what I that's what I really get from her. So I'm I'm excited to see yeah what happens uh, with the studio. Also uh, relevant to Alex's interests in this interview, she's like talking about exploring spooky places, spooky buildings. <laughs> so oh, that's I would love to see her saying that because you know she would say it's spooky. No, oh, they're like they're <laughs> yeah. This is uh, I don't know. It's in the. She she left Tango two years ago now, um, mm, apparently for her health, uh, and now and then she like had a baby, mm-hmm. and now, God, the, God, her series of pictures from having a baby are so mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, if y'all haven't uh, seen them, they're hilarious. Uh, I, I saw them. I can't remember them, but yeah, she. Uh, so yeah, we we'll, can look forward to whatever she's making. Uh, no cha- no idea when that stuff's going to come out, but. That's exciting. Uh, her to uh, have some cool that she has the cachet now to like open up her own studio. And then she has like a killer resume and experience and stuff. So, you know, I'm there. I'm here for it. Uh, next up, speaking of Japanese studios that we love and adore. Yakuza producer Daisuke Sato wants to remaster Binary Domain. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Big Bow. Get Big Bow back. 4K, 120 FPS. I have not played this game, but I've always wanted to. It's bad, but Justice it's also Big Bow. excellent. Like it's release, release the bow cut. <laughs> oh god. It's such a dumb game, and it's so audacious. It's great. I love Binary Domain. Yeah. It had like, uh, like voice control support, but not in like you control your character. It's like it would pick up your mic and you could like say specific things to your characters, uh, and like they would respond to them, or like they would ask you questions and you would say stuff and they'd re- react to it. 
Like, God, and what, what a wild time for games. It was so good. And a lot of times it would have you say stuff like, oh, motherfucker. And like, but was like, yeah, give me your loudest motherfucker, motherfucker. And it, was just, <laughs> it was so weird. It, like, it was just so good. They could really do that with the PS4 now, or the PS5, oh, yeah. with the power yeah. of the PS5 controller. With the controller, yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. It's so well, good. They should remake it. Is he, yeah, is he the creative director now, or is, or is was yeah. that someone else? Okay, I'm pretty he's sure he's creative great. director, like just for fucking at Sega. At Sega, yeah, yeah. Seems like if you're the creative director at Sega and you want to remaster a game, there's not uh, that much standing in your way to actually doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you're right. Double check. Because it's it's the Yakuza team who made Binary Domain, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Wait, okay, what is, would like to make a Sonic? Oh, he wants to, he also wants to make a Sonic game. Man, uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, Sonic Adventure is already like halfway to being Shenmue, right? I've not played Sonic Adventure. I could not tell you. But oh, there's a lot of walking around and talking to people in that game. Oh, inter- it sucks. Weird. But- <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. You, there's there's Sonic levels where you're running around and like the whale and all that stuff. But then there's also significant portions of that game where you're walking around the city and like talking to people. What if we had gotten the exact same Sonic movie we got like last year or whenever it was that it came out last year, right? Two years. Uh, last year. Two years. Was it? Yeah, it was, I, it was last year. Years. No, people went to the uh, theater was, to see it, so it would have had to have been like January or February uh, last year. Yeah, it was like well, early it was last a Valentine's year. Day. It was Valentine's Day last year. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Then. Um, so if we got that movie, but in like the heyday of license games, like you know the PS2 era, uh, with like full voice cast, Jim Carrey or soundalikes, Jim Carrey, Ben, uh, was Ben Schwartz? No, not Ben Schwartz. That's not his name, is it? Yeah, yep. his name. Yeah, okay. okay. I was thinking of Jason Schwartzman. That's who I was getting confused with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not Very really different. Different tonally. <laughs> Very different people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, just if we got that game, th- that movie in the heyday of licensed games, we would have had that licensed game, James Marsden. It would have uh, sucked, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. We, yeah, that could, we could have had it. <laughs> Could have been Damn. a glorious, could Damn, have been a glorious only, part of gaming. If only history. we, if only they would have finally made a shitty Sonic game, that would have been something. <laughs> that would have been that would have been real wild. The God. series that never misses. <laughs> if they made a Sonic game like in the style of Yakuza, oh man, you should man. play a Sonic Adventure. <laughs> uh, no, they need the beat 'em up stuff though, and then I, I mean, yeah, Sonic grabs like a bike and just slams yeah. it into the side of. You should whatever rips off, rips off his fur, <laughs> and then there's a, a big dragon tattoo. There's a tattoo of Knuckles on his back, and Big the Cat. I'm just saying, I think Sonic Adventure is closer are, to what you are, want than are you are think. We just, am I just pitching Sonic Adventure here? Is that it? Uh, I, just no idea. I'm not I, saying it's like Yakuza, but there's definitely motorcycles in it. And I think the last time I played a Sonic game was on of motorola razor no that is that seems impossible but i feel like 
Or no, it must. Where did I mean, no? It must have been a smartphone. It I don't like, like Sonic. A, <laughs> it was probably just like a Sonic game on like a my first like Android like HTC Thunderbolt or whatever in like two thousand seven. Doesn't I don't even know. Sometime around then. No, it would have been two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I don't know. God, weird. Anyway, last sto- story of the week. Apex Legends developer Respawn mm-hmm. banning players that are using predatory ways to climb the ladder. What does this mean? Please enlighten so, me. Apparently there was this scheme that was happening where like players would get downed or like knocked down and then would somehow, I don't know the method, but would basically DDoS the server and would oh. cause everyone to disconnect <laughs> except for their squad um, so that they could revive each other. And like, mm. just kill all the other people that were now disconnected and down. And like, they would use this to just win game after game after game, and then like, wow. yeah, get to like the top of the ladder uh, by like just abusing this kind of like whatever this DDoS technique was. Mm-hmm. That's some lag switched kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. Like, it's pretty. It's almost like impressive, mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it's it, you know. Nice engineering and enjoy your band. <laughs> like, like what? I you know people do stupid shit for all sorts of reasons, uh, and you know that short-lived opportunity to make people frustrated it was worth it. I you know okay, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they get other than like pretending they have a bigger internet wiener or whatever reason people yeah. have for climbing ladders that, like that. But yeah. A lot of people have it's, more fun cheating at games than they do yeah. playing them. Get it, getting good at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I saw uh, Valve made Smurfing and Dota like a bannable offense, I guess. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, that that is also pretty good. It's That's been plaguing that's Dota wild. For, forever. Yeah, that's just a thing in League, too. It's just mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. People, I, I Everyone that I know who plays League has at least two Smurf accounts. <laughs> Uh, and in some cases i can see a reason why you would want one like if you're playing with your friend who just started that's generally why they do it yeah yeah. yeah, like you want to queue with them but you don't want to pull them up to like you know like 6k mmr kind of games like yeah like totally like i see a case for why a smurf makes sense but people who do it just to beat up on you know it's basically like it sucks yeah it's a it's a bad scene uh, I think that's that's it for this week. Unless anyone has any other any other stories they want to share, <laughs> Pat is just my lifting. Cat is, <laughs> my cat is losing his mind right now. I think he wants food or something. It's just suddenly there was a cat just being yes carried like, across the frame. He tried to. He keeps trying to climb into the microphone assembly, and <laughs> I have to grab him and move him to my lap. Uh. Wait, maybe maybe an update on this Call of Duty thing. Ooh. Uh, we'll be co- Breaking news. Uh, so it's understood that Sledgehammer's game will see a return to the Modern Warfare 2019 engine. Nice. IW8, That's which also good. powers Warzone after last year's Switch. Uh-huh. But Modern Warfare, Warzone, Black Ops, Cold War, share underlying. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. 
Call of Duty World War II Vanguard will likely share weapons and progression with Warzone like Black Ops, but it's unclear how the, how deep the integration with this games. Okay, uh, that's not unexpected. This is what it's it called World War II Vanguard, I guess. Then World War II has to have happened. <laughs> yeah, I've, but maybe maybe it's like some like Steins Gate shit. And let's be clear. I wish I wish World War II had not happened in real life. And that all of the atrocities and horrors around World War II had not occurred. I don't want to come off as some kind of like no, I, yeah, World I, War II fan. I just think <laughs> games set there are interesting. Don't stand World War II, please. No, I do not stand any wars. I do stand uh, killing Nazis. Uh, here's, but here's my, here's my World just War II never fan cam. Uh, yeah, that's that's gonna do it for this episode. Then, uh, I, I yeah, I guess it's called World War Two Vanguard. That's gonna do anyway, it for yeah. episode uh, one sixty five of the Gaming Fix podcast on March twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. You can find the podcast on all your favorite streaming platforms which you know you're listening to the podcast you can go to fix.space where i'm going to have a review of how to win and i i took pictures of blood or demon souls i just need to post a fucking review i'll do it i swear (laughs) i'll do it i've been threatening for weeks now uh you can send us an email to gaming at fix.space with uh, all your thoughts on call of duty world war ii um what war do you stand (laughs) what game would you make into an ar experience uh what what game should daisuke sato at make let me pitch you yeah it's a formula formula one go you buy a mount and you put it on your car dashboard and then you play formula one go while you drive around that seems dangerous it would be extremely dangerous (laughs) (laughs) that's what Um, makes it fun what would you do with the playstation uh, store stuff what would you do with all those abandoned games uh, you know with anything you got any good recipes from like your favorite games i don't know like i don't know uh you can find us on twitter <laughs> at fix podcasts and on twitch at gaming fix right twitch.tv slash gaming fix nailed it in one with so much confidence uh, Oh, yes, the most confidence. <laughs> uh, you could find me and all my confidence on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C O O L S L 4 W. That's Andre, your partner's favorite joker. Alex, where can people find you? A uh, new episode of Coding Fix went up this week, so there, I guess. What are you talking about this week? That week, this one was all about primitive data types and data structures. Ooh. Ooh. Exciting. Ooh. Pat, where can people find you? You can find me uh, at PJC Plays. I had a funny thing I was going to say, and then I didn't. I lost it. Sick. I, I know the feeling. And Allison. You can find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. And that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully we've got a special guest next week. Fingers crossed. Uh, so make sure to tune in. Bye-bye, Until everybody. Then. Stay wet. Stay wet, gamers. All the Thanks way till for then. reminding me. Yeah, do not do not dry off. <laughs> no no dry gamers in this house.
pushed stop on my recording already. Okay, bye. <laughs> but I didn't. Also, this is not being recorded, so just keep that in mind. But last night in my <laughs> in my games, somebody in my group started <laughs> reciting the lyrics to that song <laughs> in the style of Ben Shapiro. <laughs> So he kept saying like wet P word as we would charge the enemy over the in-game voice chat, which everyone could hear. <laughs> it was very funny. It was very funny. Wow. Okay. Well, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>